What's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to Alphabets. Chris, what's up, dude? How you doing? Uh, better than you, apparently. Why is that? Because you're a little... Is this under the weather, everybody? <laughs> We're going to pray for him tonight. We're going to pray for him tonight. This is going to be fun. <laughs> He's going to be fun. He's going to be all right. I'm good, though, man. I'm good. I actually had a... Uh, I mean, I had a good day at work, but uh, our country is uh, wowzers. Today was cray-cray. Just me and Ezra talking before the show. Just another day in America. Seems like it's just like, hey, wow. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. The, the distractions were numerous today. Numerous. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Yes and no. I mean, like, what really distracts you? Also, does really clog the news feeds, right? Mm -hmm. Who really? I guess who watches the news feeds? I don't know. I guess maybe more than I. The people were I trying think. to wake up. The yeah, people I know. Were trying to wake up. They need to stop. They just need to stop. Just that's it. Simple. It's simple. It's simple. This is gonna be an mm -hmm. interesting show. I hope you guys are ready. Yeah, I'm excited. I am excited. Go down some rabbit holes tonight. Talk about some. It's Rabbit Hole Wednesday. Yeah, it's Rabbit Hole Wednesday. Um, again, this is going to be a longer show. There's, uh, I know, I know what's going on in the in the political arena. We know what's going on with Obama and them being outed, uh, mainstream wise. I guess you could say uh, stuff we knew. Literally, Chris calls me. He's like, it's it's amazing, you know, how you you learned about something so many years ago. And it it finally starts to hit or catch up, and and it's you know, to me, I, and I get it. I get it. a lot of people. Um, it, it's almost like a cycle of the same cycle we've been through. Like this is like the third cycle. I feel like it's like cycle of awakenings that have been happening through the years, and it gets tiring because like you know all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, so when. Chris called me and, and, and he should, you know, called me out of excitement. It's to me at the time, I was just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, I just, <clears throat> he totally showed me, totally show me cuffs. my shine. He totally me spoiled cuffs, my shine you know? this morning. <laughs> totally spoiled. And I'm like, yeah, I, what I tell you, I said, it's not for our consumption. Yes. Many of you, I know here in the chat, this is stuff that we knew back in 2017, 18, 19. Why? Because we weren't watching the mainstream media. We were doing our own research. We knew the truth. If you read books like Dan Bongino's Spygate, you knew everything that they said last night on the Waters show. We knew. We knew. We yeah. knew. Who, we yeah, know yeah. who Stefan Halper is, Joseph Mipsud, Alexander Downer, the whole crew of the Five Eyes that they sent after the Trump into the Trump circle. We knew all this stuff, but a lot of people right. didn't. And now it's it's for their consumption. And then, like me and Iz said, this is where we come in. This is where so many of us come in, and we get to start having these conversations with people. And you're right, is it's like they release a little bit. If you haven't noticed how things go, like they release a little bit, give the public time to let it marinate. Then they release yeah. a little bit more, let it marinate. Because you can't, can't give it to them all at once. It's going to be information overload. You can't at the same time, um, like especially tonight, and I think, you know, 
driven, uh, Holy Spirit driven as as Kevin has been over the past year. Uh, his timing on stuff always is kind of interesting to me. And you can see, because this is, we're going to go through a Kevin video. And if you guys don't know anything about Kevin, Kevin Zadai, um, you can call him a minister if you like. Uh, he really doesn't care. Uh, he just wants to be called Kevin. Um, seriously, that's what he said. Like he's most ministers, he just doesn't agree with because, but he, he, he goes through the, the stuff that most ministers don't dare to go through. But this also comes with his background of not only 30, 40 years of theology, but 30, 40 years of um, conspiracy type stuff. This guy has, he's a pilot. He's encountered UFOs. He's encountered this type of stuff in this guy. He'll, he'll talk about it. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's amazing. Before we get to prayer, just kind of give you a little bit. Because uh, I'm going to give you a little something before we start the kevin video and obviously during this during the 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 we roll out the the movie cart you know we'll pause it and stuff like that talk about some stuff i also have i went through a whole kim thing uh put a whole video together that i'm gonna play tonight because it it it, it opened my eyes to what kim was talking about that is relating to technology and stuff that we don't understand regarding ufos and stuff like this. So, but before we start this, I'm, I'm going to just give you like a little bit of, of um, just some, some interesting background stuff that, that is leading up to today and things that have happened. Yeah. The dog's drinking water. Um, he's thirsty. He's thirsty. And, uh, there's just it's a, it's it's ever since Hitler's time, ever since Hitler's time, ever since Roswell, there there's so much stuff that's happened. But um, we can obviously do prayer, and then I'll, I'll go through this little bit, and then we'll start the video. You know, you know. All right. Yes. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, we praise you, we give you all the glory, and. We are just thankful, as always, Father, to uh, to make it to another day. You know that you breathe life into our lungs today, and uh, that uh, we get to to spend another day in this beautiful world that you created for us. And <clears throat> we thank you for this um, this family that we have here, and uh, that we have this opportunity to come together once again and for for fellowship uh, to speak truth to power and then talk about some some subjects that a lot of people don't like to touch. Um, and we just we just know, Father, that uh, any information that we learn tonight, that uh, that you will be here with us, that uh, you will give us that wonderful gift that you give when we ask for it, and that is discernment for, for anything that we learn. And we just know that uh, whatever information we do learn, that you will help us use it the way that you see fit. And uh, we just look forward to, uh, for you, as always, for being in the room with us tonight. <clears throat> Father, we thank you. For, for everything, everything that you do in our lives. And we know that uh, as uh, things continue to be revealed, that the uh, the chaos and uh, the craziness that we are about to all witness and experience is because those who are at war with you, those powers of darkness, um, they, they know that they are losing. And that is why we are seeing all this crazy stuff happen. And we just... Uh, 
We just pray, Father, that uh, you are with this nation like we know that you are and that uh, you will just continue to place your hands upon this nation and uh, see us through this this spiritual warfare, this battle that we are in right now. We just know, Father, that it is you that is with us, walking with us and guiding us every single day. And we know, Father, that you have heard us from heaven. We know that you have heard us. We know that uh, you are going to heal this land, Father, and I just know that you will be with um, anybody that uh, is affected by the events that happened today. We uh, we just pray for, for any lives lost today, Father, and we just, again, we pray for that level-headedness and that discernment so that we can just continue to keep our eyes focused on you and walk through this darkness uh, into the light because the light is shining brighter and brighter and brighter each day. Just like with each day now, we are getting more and more daylight. We know that more light is being shined on our enemies and uh, that with that light comes defeat for them. And we are just, uh, we are so thankful uh, and um, blessed to be here right now in this time, in this season, this uh, this next, um, you know, voyage that humanity is about to set on. And we know that uh, when all this is over, that we are going to see great things and that we are going to do great things together, united as one with our eyes solely focused on you. And uh, we will be spreading that Holy Spirit of yours all over this nation and all over the world, Father. And we are just thankful for that. We're thankful each and every day for your protection. We know your arms are around us, Father. We know that there's nothing that can harm us. I know that you're with my family and Israel's family, and I know you're with everybody here in this chat tonight and anybody that sees this video. You'll just find a way to let them know that you are there and that we have nothing to fear at all, at all. We walk through this this uh, voyage with you, with our uh, again, with our eyes set on you in pure faith and in you, Father, and we just thank you for that. Uh, that faith in you is what keeps so many of us going uh, today, and we're just thankful for that and knowing that you are there always. Father, we, uh, we thank you for your protection over our true president, Donald J. Trump. Um, we know as things continue to be revealed that um, all these deceptions and lies that have been sold to the American people are going to be revealed, and they are going to see that the that the that the man that they had so many people trying to just blindly hate was all he was trying to do was free us from so many years of oppression. And we just thank you each and every day for your guidance and your protection over President Trump and his family. Uh, we thank you as always, Father, for just each and every day helping more and more people rise up and find that courage to speak truth to power and have those uncomfortable conversations uh, that we need to have. And we just know that uh, the more and more people that continue to rise up, that uh, this nation will once again find a way to have some civil discourse and that we can uh, focus our eyes not on each other, but on those who wish to oppress us and keep us enslaved. And we just thank you each and every day for that, Father. We thank you for your hands of healing. Uh, we know that there are many right now that need you to place your hands upon them and heal them, Father. And, and we know that when we ask for that, the, the battle is won and the job is done. And, and that's how we will continue to walk forward uh, again with our faith in you, Father. And we thank you, Father, as always for the prophets. We know you've anointed many. We know you are speaking through many. And we are seeing all of those prophetic 
uh, things that were spoken, they are taking place right now in the world today. And it truly is an amazing thing to see, Father. And we're just so thankful for that. And we know you will continue speaking, guiding, and protecting those that you have anointed, Father. And as always, Father, we thank you so much for this wonderful community here at Alphabets. Again, we know you will be with us tonight. Uh, we're going to learn some really cool stuff. And uh, we just thank you for giving us this opportunity once again to, to have this community. We know you will continue to grow this community and spread this message far and wide all over this country and all over the world, Father. For we just thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. So, one second here. So if you didn't know, we're going to go through some. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited. When Diz told me about this, I was so like, good. I got to can't wait to watch it. It's so good. And so, all right. So before, like I said, we're going to show, I'm going to show this Kevin video and we're going to have a little movie night at the same time, some discussion. But what was really, really, I loved about this, about this video is you know, I've been digging into UFO type stuff, demonic entities for a long time. Like, I haven't really done many shows on it. I don't even know if we have done shows on it. Oh, like, I got oh. a couple books of, like, UFO notes over the years, right? But uh, when I seen this Kevin video, um, I thought he did such an excellent job because he takes it from the information that's out there. He takes it biblically and he touches on some stuff like time travel and all this stuff, how it's just not in our mindset because of reality, of what our, our, our minds perceive as reality, right? But he goes through all these things. And one of the things that was awesome is, is he mentioned not only does he go through sources that he's spoken to personally, like scientists and people that don't even exist anymore, but he mentioned, obviously, if people know who Bob Lazar is, Bob Lazar, he is probably the most well-known whistleblower when it comes to UFOs and stuff like that. Worked at Area 51, S4, whatever you want to call it. But he mentioned Annie uh, Jacobson. And Annie Jacobson was, uh, you know, I've, I've listened to a lot of her stuff. And these are some of the things he, some of the sources he used. But at the same time, he's got his own people that he talks to, not to mention he's a pilot. And he encounters this stuff in the air. So um, what he did is tonight is more. I think this is a great introduction video of what we're dealing with because he's going to give you a lot to know what you're dealing with. But at the same time, he also leaves some gaps. And what I mean by that is because not only is he on YouTube and he doesn't want to fill those gaps necessarily, but I have a lot of stuff where he mentions things that he doesn't want to mention that I know what he's talking about. And I will totally fill those gaps. So in the future, going forward, um, after tonight, I, I think, what is that? What is that noise? That's your mic. What? I didn't do anything. All right, never mind. Jeez, there's a massive <laughs> noise when you turn your mic on. Oh, my bad. My bad, homie. And... um. Dang it. Now I forgot what I was talking about. See what I did, y'all? I'm sorry. It's 
it's a big dumb animal, folks. <laughs> yeah, see, they know what I'm talking about. I didn't, but I seriously, all I did was turn my mic back on. What is, is your gain back? super high up too? No, volume's good. Mm. How's this sound? Hey, baby. Oh, be careful. Barry White. <laughs> There's a lot of married women here. <laughs> Just kidding. That was a joke. Um, all right. So, um, before we get to this movie, I just wanna I just wanna touch on some things. Now, there if if you've read one of Annie Jacobson's books, or you can go to Spotify, you can listen to these books. They're absolutely tremendous. They're they're very eye opening. Um, and you know, Annie Jacobson, she had one where she had not only a source. She she refused at the time to to name him and i don't know if she's had anything new come out in the last couple of years i haven't checked i've only listened to two of her two of her books but she said there was a source right she said there was a source that she gave a hint to because basically she there's museums made after him he was on the manhattan project and this was obviously years ago like in the 90s when she conducted this interview and what he was telling he what he said is is absolutely just wild with what was happening during stalin and truman when when in roswell when all that stuff was happening so like if you take roswell the roswell crash according to this source who was the who succeeded oppenheimer okay on the Manhattan Project. So he's high level, like very high level. But what he was saying is the 1947 crash in Roswell wasn't anything like what people suspect. Because uh, people think an alien crashed in there. And according to this source is what actually happened. And this, I'm only telling you this now because of what kevin's gonna go through and just to keep an open mind about obviously there's nothing fully solid concrete that it that you know is 100 fact here but this is a pretty high up pretty high up sources not to mention the 79 people that she interviewed that are engineers pilots spy pilots and um cia and those were all named in this book. But um, Area, Area 51 was basically, Area 51 is only called Area 51 because it, after the 1947 crash, the craft was moved to what we call Area 51. So one of the uh -huh. sections that was there, so they named it Area 51, right? But what the, the main thing is, what they said that actually happened is that like what Stalin was doing, Stalin, case okay, it's all propaganda, propaganda, and it's a game. It's a game. So what Stalin was doing, he had this tech. Germany had this tech. Germany was like the leader in all of this. And what Stalin did was 
He basically had this fake craft. This is what they call the Roswell one. Okay. It was like same type of tech, but it, 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 it it's not like to the highest standards that we've encountered of, of mm-hmm. what they recovered from Germany and stuff like this. And what they were doing was they crashed it. So they, they said that they, that Stalin came into our airspace and crashed it at a certain spot. And what they had inside of these craft was surgically manipulated humans to make them look like little green aliens. So it was a propaganda play. Okay. And this is coming from this source. Like the lunar lander? So, uh, um, so they're they're hoping that like the propaganda, so that that they were say, basically it was to show Truman that yo we got this better tech than you, and we have we've tapped into this other stuff that people you know don't have. You don't have America. You don't have. Look at us Russians. Look or look at the Soviets. Look at us go. Um, but it, yeah, like I said, inside the craft or these surgically altered humans. And we've talked about this with, with like cloning and stuff. And I'll get to that. But again, it was his plan to go after what Truman was doing because they didn't have the atomic. They didn't have that tech. So they wanted to one up them and all that stuff. So there was a big game being played. Not to mention, I think I'm pretty sure I looked it up. I'm pretty sure the source is Norris Bradbury because he was the one that succeeded. um, Oppenheimer on the Manhattan project. And he was from, he worked at Los Alamos, which is where all this stuff starts. This is why it's where Bob Lazar worked. That's where all this nuclear physics stuff, they do everything there, everything. So like, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, it's that guy. Anyway, um, if you, if you skip forward, if you skip forward and the government started doing projects with a Pentagon that involves psychics. Okay. You can go look this up. You like the third eye stuff. spies too kind like of stuff the remote viewing yeah, yep remote viewing yep so it, it's a whole wild thing and if you guys don't know like the atomic energy or the atomic energy commission it was basically it started in 1945 or something like that i i can't really remember but they were they they basically did everything they did everything and they were working with all this, just this massive amounts of atomic, you know, nuclear physics, everything. And it was civilian, which was started by Truman. And it, it's just pretty wild. Just do a deep rabbit hole into the atomic energy. It's still around, obviously. Uh, same thing with like DARPA and uh, like Department of Energy. All these guys, they do all this type of stuff. But they hide things through private corporations. So when people want to get their hands on things they can't find them so it's 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 pretty wild but so they were doing all these government operations with like psychics because they wanted to be ahead of the curve now when you start dealing with psychics what do you start dealing with familiar spirits demons correct correct so um this is this is this is how things start getting a little wild now obviously the the tech and everything like that 
predates, uh, you know, what our understanding is, you know? So it like, even like Bob Lazar said, a lot of these were archaeological finds. Some of these were archaeological finds, meaning they could have been pre-flood time, mm -hmm. you know, like stuff like this. Like that's how like wild this tech is. I know like your scientists and stuff will say millions and millions and millions of years ago. Uh, I'm just going to stick to biblical time frame here. Um, but um, like I said, they want to be uh, ahead of the curve and they wanted to, you know, continue to be top on the tech as the U.S. You know how we do things. But once you understand that psychics are led by familiar spirits, then you start dabbling into things that shouldn't be, uh, you know, around in control of anything. So mm -hmm. if you guys have ever heard that, like, technology is always like 30 years in advance, you know? Oh, yeah. I want oh, you yeah. to think about something. When was the first sheep created, cloned? It was in, in 1996. The... Right. So think about that if you go back 30 years, right? 30 years. So we're talking 60s time frame when they, and this is the same time they're doing stuff with psychics and stuff like this. And now think about what Stalin and them were doing because they said they had the biggest, the, the best tech there was. So were they doing it pre uh, the United States where they mess around with stuff? Now, this is all separate from what entities are already out there because this first tech came from somewhere and it, as many will tell you, it came from a different planet, came from a different planet, but it uh, to us, it came from a different dimension. Now, Bob Lazar will tell you that, you know, they they may have gave him disinformation like when he worked there, but they told him it came from a certain star system. Um, and this comes with like chemical 115 and all that stuff, which wasn't on the periodic table until like 2004, something like that. And this is this is like uh Chemical 115 on the periodic table is the source mm -hmm. that fuels these this aircraft. So it's 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 pretty pretty wild. But the first sheep was cloned in 1996. So if you go back 30 years, that's probably when they start cloning stuff, and they're probably cloning humans. And this goes back to the surgically engineered, modified people that they were doing. But not only that, if you go back to the 60s, who was what was happening? Well, if you when Operation Paperclip was revealed, remember all these dirt, these Nazi scientists came over. I mean, one of the ones was von Braun. One of von Braun. And he was in charge of taking us to the moon. The moon, right? Again, so what did Stalin do to Truman? It was a propaganda play, right? So what did they have to do? They had to get to the moon. And you have a Nazi scientist that's leading it. What do you think is happening? Was it a propaganda push to show strength? That's all it was. We never went to not, that. Not as, no, I firmly believe it. They, we've never been to the moon. I don't care what anybody says. We never went. We never went to the moon. No. No one's ever been to the moon. You know, we is me, me and Isa, we didn't both agree on this at first. Like, so the moon it, one? Yeah. Like, I mean, for the most part, but looking at the videos now that we've watched it's our, so and bad. it's so bad, it's, it's so, so bad. bad. And I'm like, how even like, how do we, how do we believe like this? This is crazy. But you have to think in that time that was, that 
it looked advanced, right? It looked too and, real. And to... Nobody asked questions now? Like... Right. Nobody asked any questions. You know, they didn't go, well, wait a minute. How is a president able to talk to the guys mm -hmm. on the moon on a landline? That's insane. Right. But I can't get cell phone signal around the corner from my house. But the president in the 1960s was able to talk to the astronauts on a landline. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's or who it, took the only holes. Who filmed the lunar module taking off from the so who'd they leave behind? Did yeah, we have remote right. did we have remote camera <laughs> technology back? You see what I'm saying? But no. Yeah, yeah. No. So I mean this this source that worked on the Manhattan Project, obviously it's uh it sounds pretty credible because she's one of the biggest journalists when it comes to this stuff. Kevin will mention her, but um he said that they were taking kids. Okay, I want you to think about that. They were taking kids to surgically modify things to make them look like different creatures at Area 51. That show on Netflix with the little the kid with the antlers and the sweet tooth. Yeah. Yeah. So they were taking yeah. kids. They were taking kids Go and modifying them. They're doing them with like Down syndrome. Like ones that were, and so I want you to think about something else. Think about all the deep underground military bases. Have you seen those random videos that come out that people say that are fake, but they see like little creatures and they're like around military in like tunnels? Mm -hmm. So like what's actually happening underneath there? Have they ever stopped? Probably not. Probably not. So what's actually been happening? I know people will go down the road of sex trafficking and like adrenochrome, but I think it goes way deeper than that. Oh, yes. Way deeper. Like making you just forget about adrenochrome or anything like that uh, with what they're dealing with. Because the tech is so insane that even like Bob Lazar said, the tech when he was when he worked on this, this tech itself, this this one aircraft, he said he's seen nine aircraft at Area 51. He worked on one saucer himself and they would compart uh, compartmentalize the like different. So you're all working on different things. So you never knew the full picture, right? Of what you're working on. But him, he got to work on the propulsion system that had its own gravitational field. Well, guess what? Nothing in this universe that we know of can do that. That can have its own self gravitational system. So the whole aircraft works off its own gravitational force. So there's no resistance. There's no nothing. You can go 300 knots to zero on the blink of a dime or a blink of an eye. And it's just, it, it's, it's something that they never could figure out still to this day, still to this day. So he said that what they would do to a lot of different projects is they would hit a spot and then put it down and have to come back to it. Because they they wouldn't they don't know what to do with it because the tech is so advanced that we can't we they, there's nothing we understand about it mm -hmm. nothing we know about it and what it's coming we, from is a whole different dimension. Go ahead. Right. Which again, what has been done will be done again. For there's nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. I had this conversation with a guy, a buddy at work. I said, "How bad." If technology, we both kind of agreed that we were way more technologically advanced than we were led to believe thousands of years ago. 
Right. And I said, you have to think about how bad it had to be for God to have to flood the whole earth to get rid to of the point where going. he regretted making man. Yes. Think about that. And then think about what we know is going on right under our feet, has been going on right under our noses. And again, they are way, we are way more advanced than they want us to know. Way more, way well, more, way more, but not at the, but at the same time, not advanced as they would like to be. What right. they know is out there, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, when you when you're working on a, an aircraft, a, a, a something that we don't have, and it's a tech that it's just they can't even explain it. You know, when when that stuff, and you can't even figure out how to get to it in in thirty forty years. Still, when you first found it. Like this is it's it's a tech that's just so advanced that you'll never get to a point at the end of it. They know that where wherever the tech actually comes from comes from something so advanced, meaning that they cannot protect you. That's probably that is the biggest reason why they hide it, because they don't mm -hmm. want you to know that they they don't have anything under control. They're getting they, it nothing. from what did the watchers do? What did the watchers do when they came down? If those of you have read Enoch. They showed us things that God didn't want them to show us, right? They came down and they corrupted mankind by giving them access to things that God didn't want us to have access to. Why? What you're seeing right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I think we'll just start it up. We'll start this puppy up. It's time and, for some uh, coffee talk. Some coffee talk. Ready Yay. for some coffee talk. It's uh. It's going to be a, it's, like I said, just be prepared. It's going to be a longer show. So, and I haven't seen this. I, so we're going to have to stop and pause here and there to talk about it because I'm excited because I haven't seen, seen it. it. Is told me about it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I can't wait to watch this thing, man. It's, it's so good. And there, yeah, there's some stuff, like I said, I'll pause it because he's not going to touch on some stuff, but I will because I know what he's talking about. But he refuses to because he's on YouTube. Yep. And, uh, so, Sit back, relax, grab your tinfoil hat, and uh, let's uh, let's have some fun. I'm starting it in because the first like 13 minutes, he goes through sources and 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 just. So I thought it was a good starting point. So get his volume up. So there's things that are going on and you sense them, but you can't define them, okay? So the, the government totally, totally relies on you staying there. And the religious spirit, the religious spirit that was tied through the Pharisees to the Roman government, I'm trying to show you how it will be in the end times, how it is right now. It's, it doesn't change. It's, it's an invasion of a foreign government into our government, and then they will use the church or like in the Pharisees, the, the temple. They, they didn't get rid of the religion. If you read the Romans thought on this, they said, no, we're not gonna get rid of the religion. This will keep everything intact. We'll let them do it. They'll, the Pharisees will answer to us, but we'll let them manage the people. What happened was, is when Jesus started to stir it up, they it appeared that they didn't have control anymore, the people. And so that got, they felt fear, remember? And they said, if we don't kill this guy, Rome's going to come in and take, our, take this away from us. Well, they already had. 
So that's how it works. Satan will use the government and the religion. So what happens in the last days? There is a antichrist, but there's what? A false, there's a prophet, right? You get it? That's what happened with Nimrod and Babylon, that he's the culprit of all this stuff. So all this stuff we're talking about is Nimrod. He was one of these hybrid uh, entities. He was a Hagaborim in Hebrew, it says, which is one of the hybrids. Okay, so he was building these towers that could reach the heavens. But it, the word is not reach. The word is contact the heavens. See what I mean? That's why you all have to study. So what that those temples, those pyramids, and those things that are built, they had a purpose that, that tapped them into the pre-flood. And the laws and everything that, that started to deteriorate where we had four atmospheres, where the magnetic field of the earth was a lot stronger than it is now. Everything was a lot stronger. You were a lot stronger. You didn't have to breathe. You could breathe every couple minutes if you wanted to. The oxygen was so rich here. You could lift things heavier than you because of the way the magnetic field was. So if you, if you take all this data, and you can study this yourself, if you want to save, I have about 2,000 hours of study with Chuck Missler. And he worked for the Department of Defense and became a Christian and became a minister. And um, I, I've listened to everything he's ever put out. But I never, for the last seven years, you don't know that part of me because I didn't want to go there. Because it wasn't worth it to be flagged. But now this information is going to become so important to you so that you can somehow digest and get through the days that are ahead so that you're not deceived like the very elect could be deceived if that were possible because that's what this is. And these are government officials that already know the plan. So I'm not saying anything that someone else hasn't said. And that's why I'm, gonna t I'm talking very slow and I'm going to be careful what I say because there are things that even these people will not, they, they, they whispered it, but I'm not to say it because they haven't said it. So I want to tell you that the testimonies you're hearing, the whistleblowers and the things that they're saying, some of these, some, at least one of these individuals, they're only telling 20%. And if you notice any interviews with this particular person I'm going to talk about, he starts to choke and it's, he had already told Joe Rogan that he said, if you ask me about this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit there and stay silent. I am not going to answer you. And, and what happened that I knew, I, when it happened, I was, I was privy to this when it happened. And I've held it for 30 years. So he still hasn't said everything that I was told. <laughs> Get it? Okay, so imagine, imagine this so that you can frame your mind because you all have your stories. You could come up here too. But I need to help you to digest when these things happen because it's going to start being more prevalent. Okay, so now you've got credible people, professors that are world known. And I just mentioned two people. Annie Jacobson's amazing. 
she found one of Hitler's uh, grandchildren, I think, got all the papers for Project Paperclip, which was all. Um, just he, she didn't find Hitler's grandson. It was one of the scientists. It was uh, Bloom. He was the sixth rank scientist. She found his son, and he gave her a stack of paperwork in Germany. And uh, yeah, just clearing that up. All this technology that Hitler had got through opening portals, and they had factories. And I have the photos. You, you can get the photos and everything, and they take them down, and then you get more. But the troops, when they went in there, the reason that they got went in there is because they were building they were building craft that were way beyond. I mean, they had the the uh, the ME two sixty two, which at the end of the war, the our pilots were flying P fifty one, so the prop planes, and they were like the hot the hot rods, you know. And then and then the uh, P thirty eight was a twin engine. It was just a hot rod. It would actually. My grandfather said it would actually break the speed of sound in a dive. We had them crash. You know, he's, so my grandfather's telling me all these things. He said, but then one day this thing flew by it like twice, almost three times. Uh, what a P-51 was flying, and it, it didn't have any propellers. It was it was a ME-262. It was a jet airplane. They had the first jet. So when they, just to make it really short, because, you know, I'll get into it more and more in all the coffee talks over, you know, as I stay alive and stay out of jail. But what happened was, as you can see the photos, when they went in, when American troops went in, they wanted to get the, all of those um, scientists. So Project Paperclip, there was 1,500 of them. And this is all you can read is, and I, I, I would just ask you to go ahead and watch the YouTube videos to get yourself in a frame of mind with all these people. Because these people, they, they, these people are, are very credible people. They, they don't have any agenda. Like Gary Nolan, I mean, I can't wait to have lunch with him. All these people, I, I, I mean, that's, I don't want to have, I don't have a lunch with, with, with you, your favorite TV preacher. I've already done that. <laughs> what I want is I want real people that know stuff and are saying, they're all saying the government has been hiding this for, for 50, well, he says 70 years. He said, I've seen the technology that they got from these, these craft that, that were crashed. So you got to stop saying that isn't true. You got to stop that first because that's already happened. I know the individuals. I know the people. They were in my church. They said that cows won't even go near that crash site in Roswell. The cows don't even go near that spot to this day. He said it really happened. They came in and threatened my, my relatives, my uncle. He said, I, we had the pieces at our house. He said it, it, it was from this world. He said that the things that were in there, they were from this world. So you got to like settle it. If you're going to go, if you're going to uh, be ready for what's going to happen in the next, probably just two or three years, they're going to try to offset what they're doing illegally in the government. The, the, it's, a, it's a mob mentality. They're going to offset it to get your attention away 
from it so that you don't do anything about this. So that's why they're, they're releasing stuff. But I want you to know that some of the people that are whistleblowing are part of the intelligence agency because that's what they do. So if you have like a panel, like a, a Christian, there's Christian ministers and they have a panel of four people that they're their sources. One in four of those people is a CIA agent. I've told them this. Um, someone asked a question, how long ago was this video made? Just, just want to answer that. Uh, this was last week. So I you got to infiltrate. You don't take any information from this person because they were sent to give, get you just a little off so they can discredit you. Did everybody understand what I'm saying? Can I go on? If you see men in black, please let me know. No. Okay. So this is how it works. No. This is not something I think. This is something I know. Okay, everything I'm telling you, I just been protecting people. Okay, but a lot of these people don't exist anymore. You can't find them. And they were my friends. And they, they explained everything to me. But this was like 30, 30 years ago. So now it's coming out. So what is it that the government and the scientists have found Okay, if you look at what has been taken away from our history and, and the archaeological findings, it's the clue. If you look, the narrative of what was really going on in all of the different civilizations, it's been, it's been taken out. So the Smithsonian was that, that uh, avenue. That, it was the, they were the ones that would come in. And so you have all these paper clippings. I have them uh, of all these farmers in the United States that found 15, 20, and 30-foot bones on their property. The Smithsonian comes in and tags them. They have a trace number that you can see in the photograph. And the farmer, you can see that the, just this bone right here is bigger than the farmer. And they take it away, and then when somebody starts to inquire, it doesn't exist. And then people on the inside said, well, they took those things and destroyed them. Okay, so for time's sake, because I want to go a couple different subjects this morning, I'm going to go really fast forward just to kind of get you so that you can go do this yourself. And then you can talk to the men in black instead of me. So, but... This is, I'm just telling you right now, if you don't get this now, you're going to have to deal with it later, but it's going to be harder to deal with it later because it's going to be a lot of shocking information. And you're going to have to know that the narrative is going to be adjusted so that you d develop a certain perception that's false. Was that too much? Can I say, do you need to say it again? So they, they, the, the intelligence agencies will, will build the narrative before they do anything so they already know what they're going to release. So, for instance, there was a, a time where, um, while I was at, at Southwest Airlines, I, I, uh, I heard that there was a satellite agency that had gotten a photo from the Russians of an overfly over Groom Lake, which doesn't exist, you know. So I went and found that photo and then they took it down and I can't find it now. But the aircraft that was on the ramp from space, you could see it right there at Groom Lake. Um, 
that aircraft was something that had flown underneath us one day when we were at Southwest Airlines and um, had had uh, gone at least two or three times as fast as us and had no exhaust. It, it was uh, what what uh, you would, it was just very much, it was the exact model that you see in Top Gun with Tom Cruise, the Aurora project, which is the SR-72. But um, it was much larger. The, the real one is a lot larger, has a lot more wing area. And and I we all got to see it. But when we asked what it was, they, 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 they said, we don't have anything on the screen. I'm like, it just almost hit us, you know, and went up and disappeared into space. I mean, we watched it go up without it. It's a beautiful airplane. Now all of us wanted to fly it. I mean, we, we didn't think it was, but that was in this area that, that I want to talk to you about. We were near that area. So this technology exists and it's about 30 years ahead. I know individuals who have flown these airplanes, who have seen these things, who have worked out there, okay, before it even existed. Okay, so I'm going to take a minute and just really consider what I'm doing here because I don't can you pause it? want warriorness to go on forever, you know. But so, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep up too. Because this just confirms the same thing, like what I, my gut. So somebody asked a question in here. They said their their dad or somebody worked at NASA. I'm not saying that they don't launch stuff up there or somewhere. I just don't think we've been to the moon. I don't think the moon is what they tell us it is, is what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I don't think it's a solid rock up there with moon dust on it. So I'm not saying that... Whatever they're show, they show us what they want us to see. So, right. so basically, like what he said, they have stuff way more advanced. We are shown what they want us to see. They're still they're doing stuff, but everything yeah. you've been, everything we've been told is a is a lie. Like that's, well, that's the hardest thing for well, people just, to grasp. Yeah, I mean, take take. Bob Lazar, who was working at Area 51 at, at S4, he had his whole family that wasn't allowed to know anything, and they monitored the phones, they, they watched everything. So, like, if, if you even have a family member and they're held to a certain standard of not releasing something, I mean, what what tells you you know that i'm not saying don't trust your family i'm just saying if they're working in in the in the nasa department and all that stuff there could be a lot of stuff that is left out you know right and is so here's one of the common arguments is well if this is all true how do they keep do you know how many people would have to be involved to keep this one a big secret and our tiny little minds can't fathom that but you also have a government that literally has a file on each and every they know everything about you right. everything they have a file on you everything you've ever looked up on the internet anything so yeah, yeah do you know how many people would have to be involved to keep this a secret from what is there now is eight billion people in the world uh something like that it's close to that seven one percent of the world controls 4% who do their bidding for them, puppets. 
there's five percent of people like Israel and I and so many of you that can see that we've been lied to that are trying to wake up the other 90 percent that right. are still sound asleep so and the four percent their puppets are the ones who have this are able to keep it hidden from you because they don't want you to find out what they've been doing because then right. you're no yeah. longer oppressed yeah. you know well, yeah I mean, there's was, there was ten thousand plus people working on one sector in in area 51 and think of how secret they could keep that because what do they do i mean they they threaten you with there's going to be consequences you know mm -hmm. and look what they did to bob lazar not only did they throw a disinformation campaign against him they destroyed his life and everybody around him why for what if he's just lying why why attack mm -hmm. such a like you said all for a LARP. Right. You know, why would you attack so much for someone that's just, if they're crazy, let them be crazy. Cause you, you fear know? it. Yeah. Yeah. You, that's, why do you have to have disinformation? Can't we just all be trusted to see? That's the yeah. thing to, to, to have discernment and, and come to our own truth because they know, they know we're more powerful than they can. than. They know how powerful we are. What did Kevin say? We live longer. We could live heftier, heavier yep. things. So there have been civilizations before ours that were more advanced. Almost like Earth is this big clock, man. And we just keep going around and around in a circle of time. And we go through these same things because the enemy that we're up against, these, this spirit, is a one-trick pony. Right. And, you know, even Paula said, even our history is a lie. You're right. It's, it's a yeah. agreed upon society, agreed upon lies. At the same time, this is why, like, when you start to go down these rabbit holes, you realize how much of the world is stupid and pointless when it comes to like the mainstream media and stuff like that, that the fact that we actually would believe at some point in our lives that we believed what they said was the real story happening behind the scenes. When you start to go down rabbit holes of what Stalin and Hitler and and Truman and Johnson were all doing, JFK, what these guys were doing behind the scenes that they labeled people as conspiracy theorists for talking about, and it makes the mainstream media and the news outlets look so irrelevant to mm -hmm. big stories that are actually happening. It's like a whole different world happening behind the scenes, and we're playing in this magical fairyland that yep. nobody knows about. Two different realities, literally right now. This is how crazy the time we're in. Like those numbers I just broke down to you, 1% control it, 4% do the 1% bidding, 5% are trying to wake up the other 90. Right. It is a crazy, so you have two different realities playing out right now. You have the narrative and you have the truth. And that reality, while people might think you're crazy for living in it, you have to understand the level of, of psychosis that has been used on all of us, man. And and right. wall for him, uh, the person who said the, I I didn't take your comment at all as a disagree. I I think it was no. a great question. It was a great question because what we are we looking at? That's yeah, for sure. what are we looking at? There's nothing wrong with that. Like there are people that might believe one thing and think the moon is this and that. Doesn't mean we might disagree on certain things like that. But I think we all agree that the people responsible for telling us things lie to us on the daily. Yeah. And you think about Absolutely. the Israelites again, how time repeats itself. Yeah. The Israelites for 400 years 
thought mm-hmm. that that's how life was, that that was just their life. They had no idea. They were oppressed. They just thought that was it. This is how it's supposed to be. They had no idea. It's like they didn't know that this other reality, God's truth, was there for them. They had no idea. We're we're literally, that's why we say Red Sea 2.0. We are living yeah. history again. We're in a paradigm. Yeah, except everything's just way crazier, I feel like, nowadays. Yeah. Like even back in the Exodus, like I feel like, yeah, you can go through the plagues, you can go through all that, all, all the, the supernatural events that were taking place. But this is just a, I feel like just a way crazier time of chaos. Yes. In, in regards, because there's, because technology, man, everything's so advanced nowadays. And I'm not saying it wasn't then, but I don't know, man. It just, what it just seems like a whole different way of doing things. What, again, so if what has been done, will be done again for there's nothing new under the sun. And what if like it is like, we just keep going through these civilization, the evil ones, they rise up, they try their stuff again. God has to intervene. Boom. It's like, we get set backwards. Try it. Let's try it again. It's almost like we're going to, it's like the end. Maybe the enemy has so much time to finally take all of us down with him before God does the ultimate and, and, and like, again, cast them out for good. Just I, you know what I'm saying? As far as how history yeah. repeats itself, like the, and then they go through these events, like the Spanish flu, where they wipe with hit us with a scare event, change yeah. the history on us, bamboozle us, and it's like we've been slowly, it's almost like the enemy's been slowly, progressively lurching us towards the end game until they finally it's like the evil ones keep trying and trying and trying until they Either either they win or God wins. Right. And they're not I'm bet and they're not gonna win. No. They're not gonna win. No, but the, the, they'll they'll fight. They'll fight till the death. Because really they just they're the biggest thing. They look at you as containers. So it's yes. just yeah. Good. I like a this. lot of these people are dead. So I'm not gonna mention their names, but they're friends, okay? And one of them, in 19, uh, I'd, it was in the uh, beginning of 89, 1989, and uh, a certain person was a f- friend of mine who was, a, was one of the bosses at Southwest Airlines. Um, he was a station, like a station manager, and I saw him all the time because I was flying all the time. And um, he pulled me aside because... Um, what had happened was I was flying just a little Cessnas to get my hours back then. And I would have all these lights in my way in the Phoenix area is just saturated with all this stuff. We would see these lights all the time, Kathy and I, and um, I mean, bizarre stuff, you know? So these things were getting in the way, but I was usually flying by myself because I would fly all the time. And, I would ask the controllers, you know, to have an off, some sort of heading away from them. And they, they would want to know why. And I would say, well, just look on your screen. There's at least 17 or 18 lights over South Mountain right now. And they're darting, like, cut several miles in a fraction of a second and repositioning themselves. And they go, we, we don't have anything up there. You're the only one right now, except for, you know, you know, America West is coming in from Buckeye and, you know, you got all this stuff going on and 
I go, well, just look out your window. And they did. They go, do you want to report this? And I'm like, yeah, am I stupid? Yeah, I know what's going to happen if I report this, you know. Okay, so, so then I was flying with another person who I could name, but I'm not, but uh, they're still with Southwest as a flight attendant. I, it happened again to us, and I said, do you see that? And he goes, yeah. I go, so I'm not crazy. He goes, no. He goes, what? I go, what is it? He goes, I have no idea. So how it just happened over the Gulf just uh, last year. I was flying. It was just me and Kathy and a co-pilot. And I was flying over the Gulf to go home after after uh, over like a one of these things, and um, there was like 30, 30 of those lights. There's nobody out there. Now you'd think, oh, those are oil rigs. It's like no, these are flying and they're in formation and then they break away and they're moving around. And they said you're the only one up there. And I asked the first who's who was chief pilot for American for four, he was 40 year captain at American Airlines, 40 years, chief pilot. I said, he goes, oh yeah, I see it. I go, he goes, I don't know. So they don't show up on radar. So, see, so on our radar, it takes each one of those and it gives us information about them. None of them. None of them registered. So we can see them. So you have to admit that there are realms where something's there, but you don't see it, or, or something, it, you can see something, but it's not there. If that makes sense, it probably doesn't, but it will by the end of this. Okay, so this person, this, this supervisor pulled me aside because I was talking about this to him. He goes, he teared up, and I, I'm, he's a really good guy. And I hope he's still alive. But he he pulled me aside and he, he started to tear up. And this guy's not like that. I mean, this guy doesn't show any emotions. This guy was visibly shaken. He goes, um, he said, well, I want to tell you what's going on right now. He said, I my best friend work works out at that military installation. And he is at my apartment hiding right now because he was out there working. And he, he realized some of the stuff that he was working on was not from here. And he said, he, he started to spill the beans with me. So he, he, he gave me drawings and um, he, he explained everything to me. And then, you know, he didn't want me to meet Bob Lazar because they were trying to kill him. So he was hiding him. He said, there's a bullet hole in my car where they, they pulled up to try to kill him. And he's hiding right now. So he explained all this to me, which I have not seen Bob in any of these explain. So he told him, and then I got told. And then um, he decided to go to George Knapp and go in Las Vegas and just put it out in the air to save his life. So what they did was he blocked his face out at first, and he spilled the beans. And then they called him, my friend said, and said, you know what we're going to do to you now? You gave our, the position, you gave all this technology, you're done, okay? So they, that's what happened, okay? this He will tell you this in the interviews. I'm not telling you anything. What I'm not going to tell you is what was on the napkin, the drawings and stuff, but he did make a drawing. And um, so if I could have Pastor Mike, um, I have a signed 
where's Pastor Mike? There he is. Okay. No, this. So, so this is my sign from Area 51. So it says, use of deadly force is authorized. So what, what you hiding in there, you know? Okay, so anyway. All right, so this is from Bob. This is from Bob Lazar, signed by him. And this is what he worked on. Okay, what's interesting is, is in, that, in those, in those uh, mountains in Germany where they got von Braun and they brought all those scientists over to Los Alamos and Edwards Air Force Base was in Muroc at the time. And then eventually Area 51, they brought all the scientists in. Now, you can see these plans because if you look, if they haven't, they take them down. But then, but the army, they found these plans and these ships inside those mountains in Germany. This is not hearsay. Just go ahead and read Annie Jacobson's, Jacobson's book. Let's start with the interview with her and Joe Rogan. This woman has, has risked her life. She, it was a bestseller. In New York Times bestseller. It's all documented, okay? So he worked on this. They had nine of them that they had found. Some of them were damaged. So I let it go for a month or two, and then I saw him again. So we're friends, you know. We've been friends for a couple of years. This this man who's housing this guy. So after they come out with it, when I approach him and say, "Listen, I still have that napkin," you know, and you explained all this, and I, I said, "I just want you to know that I know all this stuff. I understand it from my science background. That this is it. This is the missing key. But I can understand why this is classified." So I understand why it wouldn't be a good idea for him to talk about this particular thing because this is the game changer that connects us physically with the other realm so that you can go back and forth like, like uh, Enoch did. Okay, so the Spirit of God wants to do that. But if you notice, God is really, is this too much? Okay, so God, God was very strict about us not... Um, tracking the stars to predict the future or to inquire of familiar spirits. And the, you know, if you look, he is not wanting us to do certain things to tap into those because it is another way. It's not the gate, but you can get in. So everything is placed in a certain order. So positions and things, the fallen, the fallen ones knew that the order was there. So when they detached themselves from God, they had to somehow have reference points so that they can tell the times and the seasons because they did not get their briefings from God anymore. So they, it was random. They had to, but they saw order. They knew that God had put order in the positions of the stars. And so Nimrod became deified as Marduk, who then became the god of Mars. And his wife was Ishtar, Athena, but then it be, she became Venus. They were deified as gods. And of course, you know, we know that 
when God did what he did, he said, if we don't stop them, they're going to be able to do what they intended to. They had to stop them. Okay, that's how powerful this can be. That's why you're not supposed to do this. You're supposed to allow the spirit to take you there and do these things. Is this clear? Yes. Is everybody okay? Yes. Do you need a snack or do you need like a... Okay, I know this is like a... This is like a, a, a I can't say crash course because I'm a pilot now. I can't say crash, you know, but... <laughs> You know, I mean, it's really bad to go to training for jet training and call it a crash course, you know, because, it, but um, essentially I'm just giving you enough tools so that you can work your way into the knowledge of what I know that I, I've found and you can do it in a way where it's already out there and, but you're going to have to dig and you have to listen to these interviews, but I just I want you to give you a couple names that these people, you know, are proven because, you know, I, they erased they erased Bob from um, everywhere he, even his high school, and they took his birth certificate literally out of his house. So he does not exist, but yet he was able, because he worked for the Navy, he had a, a, a check stub. So he worked for Naval Intelligence, and so he had a check stub so that, that all these places, MIT, all these places said he didn't exist, but he had like a yearbook with his picture in it, you know. And um, so, you know, can I go on? You know, like, so other words, like it ends up that this guy, so just fast forward, cause you can get all this. It's going to take all day. If I, if I stay on, I still have three other subjects to talk about this morning. This is just one, one of them. Okay. The, the bottom line was, is when I approached this guy who told me all this and, you know, and eventually I was going to meet this, this Bob Lazar, uh, he acted as though he didn't know me, my friend. And he was very nervous and he was teary-eyed and he, he, he remained that way the rest of the time that I knew him. He would, he said, every time I was asked, so um, what's the update? What's the update on S4 and Area 51 guy, you know? And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. I go, you, come on. He goes, no, I'm serious. I don't even know what you're talking about. And he was mad and he had been threatened. So now when I went to look for him, because I know he worked for Southwest. He does not exist. You cannot find that he, his birth or his death. You cannot find anything about him. The only thing is the same thing. I found a periodical from, um, from Southwest Airlines. They had taken his picture out of it, but they still mentioned his name. So I know that uh, this guy existed, you know, but they took everything away. He does not exist anymore. Okay, he told me that there was a substance, that the key thing, that the key stickler here is, and I only say a certain amount about this, and then I, I'll, I can't say anymore because this guy, Bob, will not say anything about it because it is, it is the game changer, and you will get a, you're going to get a visit if you start to go too close with this. But I have, I actually have, um, he, he also made, this is actually the replica of what was used um, in the craft, and um, it's element 115. And, um, you know, no, normally you would have like a certain amount of electrons and protons in, in a periodical chart. But if you look, you know, we're, we're used to like, he told me, he said, when I, when I held this, he said, uh, this had like where you'd have like 8, 10, maybe 12, 16. This has like 32 Electro, these, this is like, this is so dense, so mass, so much mass that 
it creates its own gravitational field and makes anything, anything weightless. And plus it had amplifiers. Uh, he described the whole, the whole system on how it works. And I go, this is, in, this is ingenious. I go, but where do you get this? He said, it didn't come from here. Okay, so everything else is conjecture. So just so you know, the narrative is, is that, well, this became from an alien race. Okay, that's what they say. Okay, but the, but the, the, the key that I want to say is this was in 1989 that he told me about element 115, which doesn't exist. But if you look on a periodical chart now, it exists. But what they did was they said it was a Russian scientist that found it and it only lasted, it was only stable for four seconds. But this is, a, this, iso, this is a stable isotope. So this doesn't decay at all. It doesn't decay at all. So that's how with this inside, he said he would put this into a, a triangle shaped uh, uh, apparatus in the center. They put it in and, and it would spool up the whole craft would become its own environment. And you, it, you didn't know, you could go as fast or as slow as you wanted, but inside you would not feel any Gs. And the stuff that he told me, I'm not going to repeat because this guy has not. But if I hear him say it, then I will tell you. But essentially what happened was, is that I know what happened. So don't listen to the alien narrative. But this is from... This, this is from a, a binary star system. So they, they told him it was Zeta Reticuli, which is a twin sun. So with the two suns, it would be a stronger, a stronger environment of gravity. So all the material would be otherworldly if it was brought to the earth. Do you get that? Okay, so if you have something where you have a binary star system, everything would be way above anything that we have on the earth. So just to show you that I'm not crazy, but I know you know I'm not, but you cannot make gold. So we have gold on the earth, but, but what is the one element that's right below gold that if you upped the, upped the elements, uh, up the, combined it so that you have um, a stronger bond, more, more of these electrons, more, a, more, a stronger one, you would, you would, it would be lead. Lead is right a notch below gold. So what they do is it's like, it would be, you know, what you do is you just, you just merge to get those extra electrons. Then you can make gold, but we can't do it because the bond is not here on the earth. It will not, it will not stay. So what, whatever gold we have is all we have. So that's why God said the gold is mine. <laughs> But do you understand that we're lo God locked it out so that we can't, like on the periodical chart, turn lead into gold? It would just be upping it. Does everybody follow it or is this too much? <clears throat> For the record, uh, Chemical 115, it was never on the periodic table until like 2002 or 2004. I can't remember. Something like that. Uh, and you can you can look at it. You can see what they say about it, that it comes from some Russian scientists, and the whole backstory behind it is fake. It's 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 a chemical element that's now on the periodic table. And they said, like he said, it it it's not stable because but as Bob Lazar explained it, it's just like something like hydrogen gas. 
well, there's different types of hydrogen gas that have different isotopes. And so with chemical element 115, if you have the right isotope, you can still get it because there's three different kinds of hydrogen gas, but they're all different types of isotopes. So the ones that they say are unstable is the ones that they talk about on the periodic table. But what they're not telling you is that if you do it properly, you can make it stable in a different state to the point where it can produce its own gravitational field. It's wild. Wild. Um, That's crazy. Much. I know. It is crazy. It's, it's absolutely nuts. Oh, you guys are thinking, man, I, I can count how many wieners are in a package and how many buns are in a package. You know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, and that's, that was my question. Why, are, why, why can't I get a congruent package of buns to match the, the amount of hot dogs in a, in a package? You say get eight buns and 10 hot dogs. I mean, you know, it's just like, anyway, just one of those mysteries I'm going to ask Jesus when I get, okay, so. So this is the idea, is that Jesus Christ, when he was introduced to this realm, he was preexistent. You got to remember that Jesus wasn't in a manger for, you know, first. He was on a throne first. He was preexistent. So he was ruling and reigning before anything was made. Everything that was made, it says, was made through him, right? Okay. So he's preexistent. Okay, you got to remember, think of it, think of that like this. Okay, so you think of Jesus Christ introducing himself to us, walking on the earth. There was nothing normal about him. I mean, except, you know, he was human, but he didn't sin, but but he did he did uh, roll his eyes at his, at his mom. You know, when she said, just, you know, do whatever he says. You know, mom, it's not my time. But you knew that something had happened because he called her woman. He goes, that... He, Woman, it's not my time. He didn't say mom, you know. That should have been her clue, you know. There's <laughs> a new sheriff in town, you know. Okay, so when Jesus came in, he was natural. He didn't have to change anything, right? But he became a servant. It says he laid aside his deity. He laid it aside and considered being equal with God as nothing or something that couldn't be comprehended and became a servant, right? Okay, but in that servanthood, he was able to do miracles. Is everybody follow me? Yeah. That's why the church isn't doing the miracles. It's because they don't have that same mind that was in Christ. He laid aside everything and became a servant so that the Father could manifest himself through him, even though he Jesus was God. Okay, so when he introduces himself, himself to us, John... In chapter 1 of John and then 1 John, it says that he walked among us. God became flesh and walked among us, and we beheld his glory. And, and we could touch and feel him. But he was, he was, uh, he was a son of God in the flesh. you got to remember this, is that it, he was supernatural because he was pre-existent, and he came to a fallen world. So... We should have been, Adam and Eve would have said, this is normal when, when God showed up, right? He just, they just walked with him. They weren't like, you know, Eve didn't ask Adam, you know, God's coming. Does this make me look fat? You know, or should I, <laughs> you know, what color are you going to wear today? You know, you know, 
you know, should I comb my hair on, on the left side or the right side or down the middle, you know? And, um, you know, th- there wasn't that self-consciousness of, of God coming and talking to us. And this is what God misses about us. He misses that part of it because we, 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 we coil, we recoil from him because of a sin consciousness. But see, that's supposed to be foreign through the blood. But the church has to present it that way to you. And if, it, if, if the church doesn't do it, then you're going to have to get it on your own. And so that's why we're here to, this morning. Instead of golfing or going to Bucky, you don't have Bucky's, you know, but I'll be going to Bucky's. I mean, where else you can do it. It's like a one-stop everything, you know. The cleanest bathrooms on the earth. I don't even work for them. Okay, so what happened was, is that the realms fell. And so you can, you can investigate and see that we only see one-sixth of the spectrum of light. So the rainbow colors is one-sixth. So we see that spectrum, and, and, but there's five-sixths that's there that we don't see, but we used to be able to see it. It's the same way with your spirit, your soul, and your body. They used to be one. But they separated when the realms fell, it, it, things expanded, and now you have to work to eat. You have to fight for your rights. You have to present your case. You have middlemen where you have to pay them 50% to do what you could do, but you just don't have the time. So it, it's all this expansion and then entities and things start inserting themselves to make it so the speed of light and all these laws you got to think of them as if it was compressed what is travel you're thinking okay well it's distance and time but see distance and time are the same thing and that's the fault of a lot of scientists and the scientists that know this you can tell who they are there is no, ter- it's space-time, which means there is no difference between distance and time because it's all relative. In other words, I'll say this because I, I, I'll find out if he didn't say it but in a minute, but um, I was told that essentially with this, the fabric, the fabric of space-time can be bent. So essentially what I was told by this person was that you bring the destination to you. It bends it to you. And he, he, he did it on a napkin. He showed me everything. And, um, I don't want to go to jail over the napkin, but what I'm telling you is I was a born again, spiritual Christian and I understood this based on the way things used to be. There was no, I mean, if distance isn't an issue, then is there really any time? And if time isn't an issue, then is there any distance? In other words, if they're both the same, but we're told because we got, you know, like, like uh, they, they, they wouldn't let us um, do anything here, here in Carlsbad for the kids. So I just decided, well, we've got a couple of kids that we know we're going to have. I'll just take them to out of the county and we'll take them to another airport where they actually like kids and they have ice cream and pizza and we'll just do the school there, which is, and I just do this for a, a select group. Only God tells me who to bring. 
And yet we usually do on, on that morning, we invite, you know, 20, 30 kids, but they wouldn't have it. So we just went to an airport where they would. But uh, the bottom line with this is, is that I'm not going to let the devil shut me completely down. I just said, we won't, I told Chris, let's not bring the fighter jet. Let's just have our, our airplanes and then we'll just make it work with a, because I just want to favors uh, special families and uh, if you weren't chosen, you will be chosen eventually. It's just that when this happened, they pulled the rug on us with just a couple of days prior. And I'm like, I prayed in tongues and the Lord said, okay, just do this, this, and this, call this person, have them on the plane. So for, for instance, so we took off and we were, it's a four hour drive and it took us 12 minutes. Okay. So to someone who drove, that's their reality, right? But they might. Just, just try to think the way that people, there's people that don't even understand flight. They don't even understand. There might be people that don't even know there's airplanes in the world. They might not even understand any of that. So they walk. So it takes you four hours to drive. It takes them weeks to walk it. Okay, that's their reality. So to them, they have a different take on space and time distance. You know, they understand the math a different way based on experience, but just because you don't experience something greater doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. For instance, this, so this appears on the chart. So then all of a sudden I'm like, how did this guy know this? If he's lying and you know, like, why are they, you know, like what, why all this trouble? Why did it take 30 years? But this is on a chart now and it ends up, he was telling the truth. So many things happened with this particular incident that proved to me that the what had happened was is these things that are operating in other dimensions, for some reason, they started to either fall out of the sky or some, you know, some sort of something happened. But what was interesting was is that this guy, Bob, was given a document from the intelligence agency, AIC. <laughs> and um, he had to read it as part of it. Then he would go to this craft right here and he'd work on it. He worked on it for many months. So this is called the sport model. There's nine of them that they had. He worked on this particular one and um, he, he got to see it fly and they were just assigned to reverse engineer the propulsion power because that was his field in nuclear propulsion. Okay. So, Oh man. Just, okay. We're good. All right. So yeah. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop now. So I don't say anything I'm not supposed to say. Okay, the bottom line is I've just kind of whetted your taste bud. All right. So like, but you have Gary Nolan, Gary Nolan, someone who doesn't even have any agenda. He's an immunologist. What would he have to do with UFOs anyway? He doesn't, what happened was, is that he was asked to work on certain things because at, at, at Stanford and, and, uh, and uh, these others, they have very high tech equipment that they can analyze things. And so he was asked if they could use the machinery to analyze things. And so he was, he was uh, read into certain things, but he, he realized 
that Bob Lazar was telling the truth. So he started to be vocal about it. He said, I know I'm going to lose my, my prize, my Pulitzer, whatever. He's going to lose this, these probably, he's going to, you know, he's up for, for it this year or whatever. But this guy is so, he's so intelligent and he, he's just a straight shooter that he started to investigate all these people that I'm mentioning and said, well, the, 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 these guys are telling the truth. And so then he brings other people into it. So um, the book by Annie Jacobson is Operation Paperclip. So I will, I will shift gears after this. Um, the bottom line is, is that she did all the investigations, went to Germany, talked to the relatives of, of Adolf Hitler, and got documents that they had for the Nuremberg, Nuremberg trials that, that his son still had or his whatever, whoever it was. You'll, you'll find that out in here. The bottom line is, is that they brought 1,500 scientists over to America. These were SS people. These were the 1,500 evil. Um, I want to stop for a second because what he was talking about in regard to time and space again mm -hmm. he, he he showed you everybody looks at it time and space as, as a different different from their own reality based on how they perceive things and what they did a lot with this aircraft was that again this this thing had its own gravitational system to where it had no resistance no wake no nothing like that and so whatever time and space, it, it they basically pulled the destination to it. So they weren't necessarily going at a certain, again, this is tech that's unreal, right? And so this is, this is, this is something that I wanted to bring up with. Chris, I know you've done a lot of digging on it, but the Malaysian jet. Yes. Yeah. I was enamored. I like, yeah. dude, I was so, because... I, we, we were just talking about this today. I was so enamored with the, with the jet, and I still am, because when you think about everything you know your government can do, yeah. how, did the, how does an airplane disappear? Well, that, that, this is exactly what I'm going to show you. So, again, what, 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 what did Bob Lazar and all these guys, what are, they, what are they all in common? What are they talking about? This gravitational pull, right? This own field around their aircraft and the field around their aircraft like bob lazar said on joe rogan when he was doing his show he said if you walked underneath the aircraft and looked up you wouldn't see it and why is that because the system around it bent light and it bent everything around it so this is why when things appear and then they don't appear like, you know, Kevin will talk about it, but like when you know you've seen something in the corner of your eye and you look and there's nothing there, but you know mm -hmm. you saw something move, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Your back of your eye is catching something that you're, that you're not supposed to see, that, that, that your mind can't see. But, you're, but your body's created to see it. It's just because of how the fallen world has happened that you don't see every dimension. Again, like with the rainbow, we only see a certain part of it, a sixth of, of light, right? So this, this stuff is absolutely wild. And so when it comes to the Malaysian jet, again, these things have their own field. 
these orbs. What has Kevin talked about in the past about these orbs and demonic entities and stuff like this, right? So I'm going to pull this video down and I'm going to show you something. And if you guys have ever seen it, it's 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 been tr they've tried to debunk this, the whole thing with the Malaysian jet. They've tried to debunk it. They um, even they had somebody come on because there's this, you know, you know, what guy I'm talking about, Chris, on Twitter, who has basically dedicated his whole like life to the Malaysian jet. Ashton Forbes. Ashton Forbes. Ashton Forbes. He's yes. had people come on and try and de he's offered them money to debunk it. They I said they got close because of the clouds. But at the end of the day, dang it. Uh -oh. at the end of the day, um. No one could debunk it of, of these orbs that were following this plane. That is Malaysian jet, right? And again, people, I know people are going to say things like that. Um, <clears throat> however, I'm going to pull this one down. And they they took the video. Obviously, there's like original video to it. But he took it and put it in like a, a different type of... I don't know what, what you call it. I don't know what you call the screen anyway, or the filter that's on it. So I put this together because Kim talked about this. And he so talked put, about the jet. Yeah, and and with 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 what tech is out there, right? Again, time and space. So like the tech that is from the different dimension can bring things to something else. And whatever they, you know, what, what's out there cannot be explained. Nobody can explain it. Except with what tech has been found that they still can't explain, right? So I'm just going to play this. This is like five minutes because I put the prophecies right after the video. This is the video of the plane with the orbs around it and then it vanishing. So what I think is happening like right here is it's it's literally putting in its gravitational pull of what they've talked about. And then poof. Oh, that's insane. Long before time began. Long before time began. This day was spoken of. Powers and principalities spoke of this day where he would take the nations of the earth and shake them. Where he had planned that his people, God's people, would shake from fear. 
And even now, you watch in fear. Why are my people afraid? Why are my people fearful? For we have no understanding of what the enemy is doing. Snowden, you were a puppet in the hands of God. For America suddenly lost its security. Suddenly you weren't as strong, as insightful as what you thought. This incident, this tragedy with Malaysian Airlines has brought this nation to a place of fear. We don't know. You're not supposed to know. <laughs> I laugh at you. But all the nations stand before me now without intelligence, without understanding. They know nothing. Where is your radar? Where is your intelligence? Why can you not find the coffin on wheels? Why can you not do it? For I have shown the entire earth. You know nothing. This is just the beginning, says the Lord. They will train pilots and have trained pilots to plunge, to attack, to steal, and then to crawl into Israel and destroy my people. This shall not happen, says the Lord. For once again, I will show you, I am the God of the earth. I am the Lord of the universe. Hear me now. You have gathered together. So what happened to the jet? Is that what really matters? For the Spirit of God says, I will surprise you and show you a new territorial spirit has arisen and has fouled the nations of the earth, has fooled the nations of the earth. And God said it will continue. And they shall say, this has given us a, an idea. Steal jets. And your intelligence says it shall never happen since we have implemented the security since 2011. Ha! And what you have done, says the Lord, is you have ignored your reliance upon the king of life itself. The Lord your God. Now you're at my mercy, says the Lord. Search as much as you wish. Dude. Uh, so that made me emotional. Yeah. So he's how many times does nothing, he say, man. you know, nothing. You know, you have, and you know how many times we've said on the show, like after we going down like rabbit holes, the point of like we understand how little we actually know, like yeah, if that makes any sense. Yes. Like we know absolutely nothing. But by is by 
blocking out that fear and and um, defeating, like having that ego death about yourself. That's the hardest thing. Is the fire? The world wants you to throw up the firewall when you start discussing anything outside of what they want you to focus on. Mm -hmm. And it's when you open your mind up to the fact that you know nothing and you trust in something to lead you where they want, where where the spirit wants you to go. That's the hardest thing. Yep, is the firewall that's thrown up by by it's the world. Like that made yeah. me. A, it's well, a, it's uh. You know how he says um, their their plan is to take jets, to plunder, to steal, and all this stuff. So they they succeeded with something, and they think they're going to do more. Now, people may think that Malaysian jet or, like, take jets and do something like 9-11. I think he's talking about something way deeper than that. Because he says at the same time, they're going to try and take the youth. Why would they try and take the youth? What did I explain to you earlier from that report, from the book? Because they were taking the youth to use them for these experiments underground mm -hmm. or to to be aligned with this some of this tech and there's a lot of things like well, we'll get back to kevin but kevin has talked about I, I, that you know and he's not the first person i've heard it of people that are inside some of these aircraft that are reptilian and of different descent of Humid. One of them was Chinese. So going back to the cloning, what are they trying to do? What what are other entities? What are they? Because there's, don't get me wrong, the spiritual realm, but they're trying to mimic stuff at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that's the, they don't create, they mock. Correct. Correct. And if they're cloning, mm -hmm. and again, if the program where they're they're messing around with psychics to know stuff in the future, well, you're tapping into familiar spirits at that point. So if you're and and Kevin will say it, but they they look at us as open containers, as containers. That's it. They don't think anything of you, like the demonic entities. Mm -hmm. And so if they can contain something, if they can go into a body, well, then they're just you know whoever's in this realm creating these clones, um, they're allowing demonic entities to have free will, and do what they please, you know. But don't get me wrong, the tech always came from somewhere. To begin with mm -hmm. and it came from the spiritual realm so like it's a, it's a whole different realm that we know nothing we know no, nothing no, no. It, did you catch that earlier where he was like you can get into the spiritual realm yeah different means when he broke what i like is how he broke bad. down the you think about like you have people that will never learn to fly like i told you is it my i'm going to learn to fly i'm going to make that is a dream i'm going to make that happen yeah. Uh, but they make it extremely difficult for you to get there. Think because we're all just down here. They want us all down here traveling, walking, doing their thing. Like I've always wanted to fly for what he just said. Like you don't, when all you do is fly, you don't really think about drive time and how you're able to do more. So yeah. when you keep so many people to the point that only certain people ever get the ability to do that, because it is expensive. It is extremely expensive to learn how to fly. But imagine if all of us could. Then tech, they wouldn't be able to keep us in a box. The the fashion, that's what they screwed up with the internet. See that well, that's that's what I'm saying, man. I'm pretty sure time travel is possible, but they're mm -hmm. never gonna come out with it because it would change mm -hmm. the game. Yeah. If we can get to anywhere in the world in an hour, 
right. it's a game changer. You again, the fact that all this Kevin did this last week, you just had the guy from Space Force, one of the guy, Space Force commanders was given a speech and said that basically you could be somewhere in a, he said we have the ability to be somewhere in an hour. Yep. Like boom. Like it's crazy. So when you think about they show you um think about it this way. They they show you stuff in movies about certain things. I believe if they show it to you and pa- again true to fiction, then pass it off as fiction then your mind can never open the fact that maybe that's an, a, a possibility or they're just throwing it in your face that they could do certain things. Because I believe they do. If I yeah. want to keep a populace under my thumb and under my control and oppressed, I'd show them the truth right to the face and mock them with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Shall we continue? Yeah, man. It gets It, it, it just keeps getting better evil under Hitler, but they were scientists. Okay, so the, the, even von Braun, who was one of them, he, was, he, he, he did not agree. Does everybody listen? He, he did not agree with weaponizing the technology of these craft and other things that they had found. So if you look after the war, they brought all this stuff over. What's interesting is, is some of the photographs, you see craft in these caves and things that they were making, they were building them. And they look similar to ones that I have seen others see in the air. And got me to thinking, you know. So I started to investigate like the first sighting that happened in 1947 near Mount Rainier. And on the napkin, the guy, I'm not gonna mention his name because I still wanna be flagged, but you can look him up. But that was the first official. But if you look, it wasn't a saucer. It was like a it was like a, a, a swept curve, like a crescent moon type shape, which is exactly from the photograph what they found in Nazi Germany, in the that they were building. Just look it up yourselves. But use use these people that are credible, that did the did all the. They don't have any agenda. Okay, so with, with that being said. The craft that this man saw was what two years prior they had recovered from that from and brought all those scientists over. So now they're working on these things here at Los Alamos and Edwards Air Force Base, which is Muroc at the time, and also at at, uh, uh, Area 51 at Groom Lake. Okay, so you don't don't go to Groom Lake because they moved everything to Dugway Proving Grounds in Utah. And the pilots that worked there, they told me they said you, not, everything has been moved. This has already been moved, and and, and you, it's hard to get in there. I mean, you can't climb a mountain and take pictures like you can in Nevada. I thought this is really cool. This is really cool. That I, he says, yeah, we get briefings and um, they're going to reveal all this UFO stuff. And it never happened, of course. But the pilots that worked out there, they said, yeah, yeah, I flew a, an aircraft that they still haven't released. And he said, I saw something I wasn't supposed to see. And I got in trouble because I was taxiing my airplane in, which has never been released to this day. It was so spooky. He said, but what I saw coming out of a hangar was round. And I got in trouble, and it wasn't even my fault. I was taxing my airplane in, and this thing's coming out. They overlapped. 
the projects and it was a, it was this guy's disc. Okay. He said, I got in a room with guys that were threatening me. And I'm like, well, you know, you told me to taxi in. So getting back to the photo from Russia, that aircraft that, that I have as a photo is the, that Aurora project, which is like a Mach 7 or Mach 8 airplane. And that's what replaced the SR-71, which is like the big one, the big deal. Okay, so I saw that fly underneath us. Okay, but what happened was my friend who was out at Groom Lake working and flying the, the stealth fighter, when it was classified, he said they left, he said they left the Aurora out on the ramp, which he didn't know that I had this photo from Russia. He said, so they released the stealth fighter and said it's the stealth fighter, but it wasn't. You can see that it's not the stealth fighter. The stealth fighter is this big and this thing is like this huge thing that can go to space. Okay, so... I'm trying to get you to think because you're you, the process you're going through right now, you're going to have to go through anyway. But I want you to go through it from a biblical standpoint and from the fact that the realms have separated. And so we have time and distance now, but everybody experiences at a different level. So when you pray, you might experience something from the other realm that someone else may not. And it may be for different reasons, but there's a couple of things that are common about Enoch. Enoch pleased God. He walked with God and he was not because he pleased God. Okay, so there are scriptures in the faith chapter of Hebrews 11 that will frame your mind the way you should think in order to operate in the other realms. We call them supernatural realms, but they're actually God's normal. Okay, so when they got this, they got this, I, I believe they got this from a, a meteorite. I believe that this came in and they, they got that. So I believe that substance, you know, it, it had a gravitational field around it. So when they cut it and they, they have amplifiers that they can put in these craft, they can make it so that it's its own gravitational field. And then they can manipulate it. So these things don't work. Um, they don't have drag. They don't have a bow wake. They don't have any of that because they're superseding the higher laws. They're superseding of the higher law of physics. And it gets very complicated. But this is enough. Enough for you to start thinking and looking into it. Because the deception is, is that these entities have wanted to embody humans. So the document that Bob was told to read before he would go for his day of working is going to flip you out. The, the document said this. It was about four inches thick, and it was on religion. And it was, it was given to them by these entities. So he had to read this. So the intelligence agencies made him read this and then go to the craft, and they gave giving him documents to read. And this one, he's, he's so Joe, you can see this on Joe Rogan. He goes, well, just give me, if it was four inches, just give us like the bottom line. He goes, well, the bottom line is, is that these entities just look at us, look at us like containers. I go, well, bingo. And, and Joe's like, you know, I, I mean, Joe's smart enough to know, like, because, you know, he's, he's on the border of becoming, you know, a believer, I believe. But there's so much fake out there, he's just tired of it. He's tired of crazy Christians, and he's tired of crazy people, period. You can tell. But he wants the truth. And, I mean, I would rather, you know, have that guy in a foxhole with me. 
you know what I mean? Somebody's going to have my back and it's like, I want to know the truth. I don't want, um, you know, I don't want the fake or smoke. I just, just give me the bottom line and I'd rather just have to deal with it. And I've learned to just take my medicine, you know, what's the truth and I'll deal with it, Lord. And, and it's like, what I found is, is we're not ready for it a lot of times. So we've been locked out of this realm, right? We've been locked out of several different dimensions through the fall. So now the only way to access this is through faith. But faith has been misrepresented to be a system to get something. But faith actually in the Hebrew, in a, the Hebrew word for faith is the word trust. And it has to do with an intimate relationship. So Abraham, it was credited to him as righteous because um, he trusted God. And it was credited to him as righteousness. So he didn't have the law. So there was nothing to obey to please God. So that's why Abraham is used because he had faith, but it was trust. Okay, so this is it. Faith is the substance. Trust is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So the evidence of things not seen, I mean, what it means is there's unseen, but there's evidence for that unseen. This is what I'm talking about this morning. And this is what has been hidden from all of us. Now, the government hasn't helped because they want that, that technology because they want to weaponize it. Okay, but the, the church does not want people, the spirit behind religion does not want people to operate in this knowledge of faith because they can't control you. And this is what I found out. My years of study about what we're talking about here, what I've concluded is because I've been told by the people that actually saw the beings at Roswell in that crash actually were part of that on their deathbed said everything. I have people have told me things. They took down the videos, but the bottom line, the bottom line was, is that the government was told to form all the intelligence. If you look after Roswell, all the intelligence agencies were formed, including NASA, including, you know, all the others, they were all formed. They split. It used to be Army Air Force. They split it to Army and Air Force. Now, now you got Space Force. Well, why, why do we need Space Force? Okay, when, if you notice when, when, when the real president started talking about Space Force, it started hitting the fan because, see, this is part of the end time agenda that they don't want you talking about this stuff. Because, are you ready? All the people that, some of them have disappeared, some of them have died, they told me that they, the government does not want people to know that they cannot protect you. Because these things are coming in and out at will. So, what time is it? Oh my God! It's already time. I, I had three more. I had three more things. So what did Trump know? What did Trump know when he started Space Force? You is it eleven thirty already? Huh? What did he know? Is it ten eighteen? Oh, see, because this watch, I took this when I broke the sound barrier. I went to NASA and flew that F one hundred four. 
and we broke the sound barrier and I flew with, I put this watch on, it was brand new. Somebody had handed it to me the day before at, at a spirit school. So I wore it. So it's the watch that broke the sound barrier. And um, it's having a hard time ever since. <laughs> Okay, so if you promise me that you will grab a hold of what I'm going to tell you right now, I, I will keep going. Okay, okay. this is what, what the bottom line is, is that everything that you would ever need, anything that you would think or, not, or never think is, is available to you, period. God has already provided everything you need for life and godliness, through those precious promises. Okay, so Peter understood the other realms. And he said that we could be a partaker of the divine nature and escape the corruption that's in the world caused by lust. Okay, the, the, the idea of lust is the pulling on the flesh to satisfy our, our needs right now for that day in that mentality, whereas faith takes a hold of those things that are not seen, but we have the evidence of it through faith. But the word faith is not a system where God's not a, a ATM. You don't, you don't go and get money out of him or pull a lever like you do at Las Vegas. He's not a slot machine. So he's not like Herb Kelleher. He was, he, he acted like he, I was his friend and everybody felt that way because he remembered your name. He asked about your family. He helped you at your job and he didn't need to do that. He was a billionaire, but he would ask me every time he saw me, what can I do to make your job easier and better? How can we help the customer? Would you see anything, anything that we need to do to change He was, he was touchable, right? But he didn't call me every night and say, hey, well, how was your day? So I didn't have that intimate relationship like a father with him, but he was kinder than, than most Christians. But he was drunk before 10 o'clock a.m., I mean, he had, a, a, he had wild turkey, like, sitting on his desk. But he was the nicest, kindest man, and he got it. He said, he said, my customers are you, Kevin. Your customers are the people that fly on the airplane. He says, take care of your customers, and I'll take care of my customers. And he would. He would take care of us. I'd get checks from him. Kathy, we, well, Valentine's Day, we would get a check for $200. But he didn't call me every night. Okay, so the idea with God is, is that you have an intimate relationship where you, you can check in with him. So I was a hireling for Southwest, even though I was family. I fought for my company. We weren't allowed to talk about Delta. We could get fired for promoting another airline. We, we, we did, I mean, if my hair touched my collar, I got one warning and then I was fired. If I it was a minute late, I had a warning and then I was fired. I wasn't allowed to show my tattoos. I, was, I didn't have any, but I wasn't allowed to pierce my ears. I wasn't allowed to weigh over a certain weight. And that's the way, and then this isn't even a Christian company. He said, this is your company and we're going to look clean and mean. 
and we're going to be nice, and you're going to get your hair cut, and you're going to weigh a certain amount. And I was a hireling. I was, I was working for pay. Okay, but for God, it's kind of sad if you're going to think that you can, like, pay him to do something for you, like you're going to give to get, or you're going to behave for one day so that he'll like you enough to get you that new car. You know, and I, I mean, we get these things like where if I can just behave, if I can just, like, keep my mouth shut for one day, you know, if I could just not slap somebody, you know, like I, I, you, think, you think that all this behavior thing where God unconditionally loves you, and has already displayed his love for you, but it's he's reached across all these dimensions to get to you. He's literally come down to you so that you can come up to him. Okay, so we've we 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 emphasize the coming down and we emphasize the cross. We emphasize all that, but we don't emphasize the fact that we were raised with him which means we were raised spiritually with him and we're seated with him in the heavenly realms. That's what Paul would say. So trust, faith, is that I take hold of things that are in my future, but they're in God's present. Okay, so everything I need right now, he's standing there with it. Okay, but the faith that I have, which is trust, which is a relationship that I'm not a hireling, I'm a son, is that I have it. Faith is the substance. It's the evidence. I have the 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 word there is is a uh, title deed. The word there means title deed. It's the title deed of things not seen. So you could buy a house and get the title deed in the mail and you've not seen it, but you have it. Yes. Okay, you got it. What I've just explained to you is what we should be teaching as far as faith. Faith is very much more an intimate relationship with God than it is a system of, of getting things. So I know this for a fact because God ha has done it to me, but he has shown me all through the scripture is he will purposely allow you to get to the bottom of yourself and go without in order for you to be trusted with great things. You will actually go the other way. So the more you give, the less you have. He will do that because he's bringing correction so that you will not be a hireling. You will be a son or a daughter. Is that clear? Okay, so the government, okay, the government, science, just think about this, write it down. Science is observation. So science is based on observation, but observations will, will change the narrative, the facts. Okay, so Pluto was a planet, and then all of a sudden Pluto is not a planet anymore. Okay, but you didn't do anything about that. You still went to work, and you didn't have a funeral for Pluto, and you didn't, you didn't like... <laughs> You know, like get white out and take it off your, your chart. And you know what? Pluto's still circling saying, you know what? Next observation, I'm back in. And of course he was. He's back in. But you know what? What if they were just playing with all of us to see how much we would just tolerate? What if all this that is happening is just to see if we're ready to usher in the Antichrist yet? If we're just going to let it happen. See, and then someone got, got in to leadership 
that was blowing the whistle and the plug on everything. And they, 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 they just about lost all their hair over, over that person. <laughs> and that's why they have said, even now, the present has said, I don't care what it takes, but that man will never be in office again. Why would, why would someone say that, actually admit that, that what they're going to do? We're going to make sure he never, right? He said that, right? Like why, you can see all his cabinet going, oh, yeah. <laughs> why? Because he released all the UFO material. I mean, it was only for two days. I got as much as I could. I, there wasn't enough terabytes of information. It was just tons of stuff. You know, I'm like, oh my God, I love this man. <laughs> I mean, he was brave. And, but you know, they just, they just want him to go away. Okay. What I'm telling you is, is that they would want you to go away if you became like Enoch. So if you're, you're here and all of a sudden you're 20 miles away and they can't put cuffs on you, that kind of thing. Okay. Well, they, they understand this stuff at a high level. They already understand these things. And I was told that they know that these are from another realm. They're not from another planet. Okay. So these documents show that the narrative of these entities or how they view us is that they can't be of a higher order. They're from another realm that makes them look like a higher order. Okay, so the biggest deal is you're going to have to somehow adjust now with what you call the physical realm and the spiritual realm, and then there's a solical realm. You're going to have to somehow let that go because God was upset with the Assyrians, and so he sent an angel that killed 185,000 um, soldiers, uh, one angel. Didn't even have a name. Didn't have a YouTube channel. He didn't, he, 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 how did he kill 185,000 soldiers with a sword that you can't see? Okay. All right. So then how, how is Jesus like walking around for 40 days preaching and no one does anything about it? You know, Herod found out about it. You know, Pilate found out about it. You know that uh, Pilate's wife was, I told you. <laughs> Right, right. So you you have all this going on, and forty days he just moves about. Okay, the thing of it was is he was coming and eating with them, and he was getting up and walking through the wall. He had a physical body, and he walked through a wall. The food did not stay on the wall. Okay, so so you can't say well he is spiritual now because he wasn't. He he was he was still in his body. He still had the marks. He still had everything, right? Okay, so how do you explain that? See, but science can explain it. But they don't, that's classified. So I've already seen the films. They take them down, but every now and then they'll come back up because people just grab them like, you know, put them on their hard drive. And then at a later date, they put them back up and then the government will grab them again. Okay, so I've already seen the films of, of our soldiers that are cloaked. So Al Jazeera accidentally put this out where they were going through checkpoints and you can see the soldiers because you can see with they changed the, flir the different um, filters so you have different frequencies. 
So they're wearing some sort of, of uniform that only with certain sensors you can see them. So they, they were doing that. They were flipping because they, they could see the sol- our soldiers jumping up on, on the vehicles and sitting on the hoods riding through the border. Okay, so the idea of light is that you, you only see an image if there's a return from the object back to your eye. So you got to do a lot of studying about this. But the eye picks up a return just like radar. So if there's, as it starts to get dark, it's harder to see a return. So like if you try to take a picture of a stealth aircraft, like a fighter, like a stealth fighter, um, a lot of times the camera won't focus on it because it's built to deflect so there's no return. It deflects the return so when it bounces back to the camera, there's no data. It's the same with radar. It's the same way with your eyes. Okay, do you get it? Okay, but technology can see past that if you have different filters. That's why, um, like uh, what Captain um, Chris flew, the F-18, the new ones, that's why with the new equipment, they were able to get these objects that they are you know, showing before Congress now. They, they're, they were there all the time. But they choose to appear or not to appear. But even if they disappear, there are ways through the other spectrums that we don't see to, that they're still there. Okay, so it, angels are in this room right now. Yeah. I mean, they're all over. And at times, like at the corner of your eye, you'll see an image or a movement. And that's because the way that light, your eye shaped and the way that light comes in, that at times you could at the sides because of the way the shape of your eyeball at times it will pick up the other realm so that's why like our cameras in our headquarters pick up these entities when they come in and it triggers the camera but it's it's not visual you can't see them but i can see them like i walk in there it's completely dark and i can see the entity standing in the room on my phone and the camera's right there but it's because it's a different frequency. And, and it's interesting, as I close this section, is that they all respond to the name of Jesus. Okay, so that doesn't, even, the, even the, the, uh, the, the, these craft, these craft will do 90 degree angle turns. I mean, I've watched it in broad daylight. They were metal craft. They were going way too fast. They were, they were, they were ball, metal balls. It did 90 degree angle turns at over 300 miles an hour. Well, almost 400 because it was 300 knots. Okay, how, do you, how, how does anything survive that? The angle turn away from me was because I raised my set hand and I said, you foul lying devils, go in Jesus' name. And it did a right angle turn. Um, not only that, I looked online and others had reported it in my neighborhood. And I actually have a video. I have a, actually have a video of the, what I saw that someone filmed. I actually have it on my phone. The exact thing that defied. There was no. There was no bow wake. So there was. There was. There was. There was a field that you could see was coaching the air in front of it, telling it it was coming to get out of the way, and it was getting out of the way. So it had no resistance. And then off the back, it was being coached so that there was no break. It wasn't the, the cannonball effect of the crackling and the, the, the drag. There was no drag. And I'm thinking, okay, they have this technology. Can you imagine if you put this on my airplane? 
then there would be no drag. My fuel, my fuel bill would be like six cents. <laughs> now, I've seen this. I've seen this over my house. I've seen other videos. Okay, so science came into these things by observation, not based on Bible. But when they saw that a lot of the artifacts and a lot of the art and a lot of the writings were corresponding with the Bible, they took them away. There was 185,000 of these clay tablets in, in, the, in the Sphinx. It was a library. Check it out. They're all gone. Yeah. Okay. All right, so let's go on to something else. So, essentially, without having to know all this, you could, by faith, by trust, with your walk with God, take hold of a document, a title deed, and take it in by faith, and you have it. And it doesn't matter the distance or the time anymore, because you have it. That's faith. The faith is I have it. This is what everyone was commended for. They didn't see it, but they had it. Because it exists. Everything that was made was made through Jesus Christ. Everything that you need for life and godliness has already been given to you through what? Promises, okay? So... Prayer can be very simple. So I have had a friend who has had cancer. He just had it for the fourth time. And he's like one of my best friends, but nobody knows it. But when he calls me, he goes, well, got to go back in. I go, you shall live and not die. <laughs> It comes right out of my mouth. And, and he's, he's so good at this. He goes, yeah, you got that right. And of course, it was nothing. We don't know where it went. Okay? So if you see something and it disappears, you say, well, we don't know where it went. It might still be there. And that's what these crafts do. But this is all classified at the highest level. And to tell you the truth, you'll never know all this stuff. You'll never understand all this stuff. But what Satan does not want us to, to know is that we have access to these other realms through Jesus Christ. I don't need a craft to go to Mars because they already ruined that planet. It's pretty obvious. I don't need wings to fly. I don't need angel. Angels don't need wings to fly. I mean, I'm just telling you, the angels I've seen, they don't have wings. They don't need them. They do fine without them. The ones that have wings are in the throne. But see, that always goes over well. Please don't write. But the seraphim and the cherubim have wings, you know. But that, that they have a purpose around God. Now, it's, it's a, so funny is, is that a, a disc 
is perfect shape to go in any direction at any moment. And it has a leading edge, 360 degrees. So the disc is perfect. But you don't need to have an airfoil if you're not going by the laws of thrust and lift. And that's what this does. It's anti-gravity. There are no limitations and there is no energy expended. Everything is convertible back and forth. This goes over well because I'm just a flight attendant praising tongues, you know. But the bottom line is, is there's always a price when you convert. But with these things, you, it doesn't, you don't lose. That's what Bob said. You don't lose anything. It's stable. It's a staple isotope that literally creates, it says, he says it's a heart-shaped environment around the, the craft. And it doesn't have any hindrance to do any, it can go anywhere at once, as fast as it wants. And the occupants wouldn't even feel a thing. Okay, so you've heard of all these things in the Bible, and you've heard of people have had these supernatural events, and it has happened to me where I, uh, I have been tra translated, and, and people, people, people can verify that I was there. They saw me in that country. And I had appeared to them a year prior to them meeting me. They can tell you the road that I was on and the conversation I had with them. And that country is a country I pray for every day. But I've never been there. But I guess I have. Okay, so everybody will mock you when you talk like this, but yet the government will, will downplay these things. But what if it's because they know that you're getting pretty close? So if someone who would definitely... Uh, win an, in an office announces that from their city they're going to run for this certain office and they take off and disappear and then a person that you would know who it is moves to New York and then gets the slot do I need to go any further please don't make me okay so what, what happens is, is that if you really look that two days prior, Rumsfeld announced that they had lost several trillion dollars that they can't account for in the Pentagon. And then that section of the Pentagon got hit two days later by a wingless airplane. Because I already saw the one, I mean, there are 80, I mean, this is from the mouth of someone who is a whistleblower, 88 cameras. None of them had film. Okay, but one got out. And, it, and I, I know because it wasn't a 757 because there were no 757 parts found. And where's the list of the people? But when you look at the film, that thing was coming at about 3,000 miles an hour and it had no wings. Well, I had little ones. Looks like something else to me. I'm not going to say it. But what I'm saying is, is that what if... You're being told the narrative. If you look at the only, uh, all the cameras on all the buildings, they're all missing except for one that's CGI of an airplane hitting a tower. It's CGI. You can see it because they, they, they weren't, they were sloppy. They were sloppy and when they did it, 
So a part of the aircraft showing it wouldn't be visible. Okay, I'm, I'm telling you this because I want you to start to realize that Satan is trying to give you a narrative that diminishes who you really are and your ability to access the other realms. Okay, so we're not called to fight the government. I pay my taxes. I pay more. I do everything I'm told in order to preach the gospel because that's the bottom line. But with Coffee Talk, I'm telling you this because we need to start. Most of you just need validation that you're on the right track. I, I don't really feel that anyone in here is not at the same, the same speed of, of what's going on. I, I feel like you, this is refreshing to you. But I want to tell you that I've, I've, I have many, many more individuals that have told me the things that are coming out now, but it was 20, 30 years ago. So now I know they were telling me the truth, but they were, they, they, they were in a, a lot of trouble. And my one friend who also disappeared worked, worked as a captain for Southwest Airlines. He is missing, gone. He, he never worked for Southwest. Well, that's kind of funny because the autopilot, you know, couldn't have flown all those flights with me and him. But he told me stuff. He said, we were working on weapons to shoot these things down, and we gave up. He said, it's as though they knew what we were going to do before we did it. And they would move out of the way just in time. As we were pressing the button to, to launch missiles, they would wait on purpose to play with us. They would come in. They would come in from space and stop right, right at the edge of the radar station and right outside the range of our missiles. They'd come in at 15, 20,000 miles an hour and stop on a dime and sit there for hours. And as soon as we would put our, come closer to get our radar on them, it would move out just enough to where the radar wouldn't touch. They knew exactly what our capabilities were. So this kind of thing will instill fear in the public if it comes out. Okay, but what if it is, there is a spiritual answer to it? Okay, so this is, this is what God's solution is to it. You need to get involved in the marketplace and you need to establish business and you need to use your, your God-given gifts to produce wealth. You need to have talents that you can turn back into God. So he gave you this, what did you do with it? How, how much did you produce from that? You see, it's not about the money. It's being focused on the money. But what if it's digital? You see, it's, it's, it's everything about your life has to prosper. You have to be able to help your family and those around you. That's the kingdom. It's not just for yourself. There is no prosperity gospel. There is the gospel there's no healing gospel. There's the gospel. There's no deliverance gospel. So, you know, I'm not a deliverance minister. It doesn't say that in the Bible that there shall be deliverance and healing ministers. It says that we are all called to go and preach and, and speak the gospel and signs and wonders will follow. Jesus didn't focus on one thing because he was everything. And when he would show up, 
who he was would hit the demons and they would leave it. You call it a deliverance ministry. Jesus wasn't even thinking about deliverance because he was the deliverer. That's the way we're supposed to think now these days. We're appointed as ambassadors. See, science is starting to confirm it, and you hear whistleblowers talking about it. But remember that science is observation. They don't have everything. So just, just because, let's see, where did those books go that were here? Did the aliens take them already? Because <laughs> I'm going to go on. I'm going to go on to the next subject. Um, okay, so I have, I have a whole bunch. I have 110 books that I've read, read, read. But this one by Annie Jacobson is called Project Operation Paperclip. This talks about all the technology that came to the United States, and that's why the United States got involved and got over there. Same thing happened with Iraq. It wasn't about uh, weapons of mass destruction or oil. They had found the tomb of Nimrod. They had found his, his body, and they wanted the DNA. This has been brought out in the emails of our, of our chili, chillery, is that we got to get in there and get that DNA. Hello? Why do you think the whole email thing? When you find out why we really went in there, it's because of Saddam Hussein claimed to be, I think it was fourth or fifth generation Nebuchadnezzar. And when he did that, he went and rebuilt. He, you can see it. He, 150 miles south of Baghdad, he was rebuilding Babylon. And they had uncovered all kinds of things there. And they got DNA. So the whole Jurassic Park thing, I'm telling you, that, that all that is fed to Hollywood. They got the DNA. And that's what it says in the, in the emails. Why do you think that certain people are in jail and others are not? Why are so many people immune? Because it's part of the end time agenda. So this, this would help you. If, you, if I were you, I'd watch the videos on her. Uh, she, you're going to fall in love with her. She's amazing. I want to meet her. Okay. The, the two books, that if I was going to say, just read these and um, have a good life, you know, would be, would be this guy worked for the JPL. He uh, left his notes at home. His daughter published it. Oh, my. So he was the head of Jet Propulsion Laboratory for NASA for 30 years. He was investigating UFOs secretly for them. Um, all the material was found by a daughter, and oh my, she just went ahead and published it on her own, and here we have it. So, um, so it's called uh, Unconventional Flying Objects by Paul Hill, and you can check it out. He is highly, he's, he's passed, but he was told by NASA, you're not to prove these exist. We just need to know how they work. So if you read this, and you read this one, The Day After Roswell, I think you're pretty set. And I'll see you at the millennial reign. <laughs> because The Day After Roswell is, is Colonel Philip Corso. Uh, he was assigned to take all the artifacts that they found at Roswell because they had uh, these suits that they were wearing. They had the, uh, everything was these fiber that had light coming through them. And so they called it fiber optics and they gave it to Corning. And so he says how he went to all these. He went, he went with the suits and he gave it to uh, a person who they, all of a sudden they invented Kevlar. And um, so all of these things, uh, all the circuitry, everything in, in 47 that was found, this guy was in charge of 
getting it into the industrial complex, which our previous presidents warned us about, allowing civilians to get involved with these things. But they didn't. They were told to do this because of the funding that the they could they they reverse engineered a lot of the stuff that we have today, like the microwave and things like that was all the technology that they found on these crap. Now, it just opens another can of worms because then you're thinking, okay, so if they're highly technical like this, but really, do we really know when these these beings started? Do we know who they really are? Uh, we know that they're demonic, but there are different levels that it's just, I mean, you know, it just opens another can of worms. So, okay, so you have this. Um, Okay, so you have Gary Nolan, okay? You have Annie, Jacobson, yeah. Let's see who else I can, I'll give this time. Uh, That's enough. You guys have enough to work on for a long time. So anyway, um, Think of it this way. Don't, don't become unsettled and afraid. Just realize that the Bible hints to these kind of things in Genesis 6, but it also shows how there was physical evidence of spiritual things happening, and there were like things left, and that there is a lot of unexplained things happening and, and breaking in and out and coming through, and you've seen things in your house and in your relatives and maybe in you, in you at times, that uh, we, need to, we need to really f- focus on. Okay, so uh, the next thing that I want to talk about, coffee talk, that was a long coffee talk. But we, I feel exhausted. <laughs> so, you know, how many of you, how many of you have, have had something happen where something that was, that, you, that was a miracle that appeared, that just appeared out of nowhere? Like really, like physically have, right? I mean, most of us have, right? Okay, like you, it's either an answer to prayer or something just happened and you're like, how did that get here? How did this just happen? Like, how did they just like uh, cancel my debt? When yesterday, when I looked at it, it was on there and now it's not. And then they, they don't know what you're talking about, right? Have anybody had stuff like that happen? Okay. Okay, so... The thing that the Lord Jesus Christ wants me to let you know in this episode of Coffee Talk is that there are times where he does things just because he wants to, and it's none of your business. I'm serious. And it doesn't have anything to do with your merit or behavior, your genealogy, your hairstyle. Okay, I've experienced so that a few times. It brings up this, it brings up this, this thing that I got to address because I have gone through this with people that I love, um, the, they, we, we get under this, I don't know how to explain it right, so I'm going to mess it up, but we get into this idea of what it is to be spiritual. We have this idea of what a spiritual person is and what that entails and like how they got there. Okay, so you have all these things like you so you study people, you like you watch the TV programs that I've been on and you're inquiring. Okay, and you're wanting to know. So what you do is let's be honest, you want to replicate what they did to see if it works for you. So you 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 sit and you watch, you watch um you, you watch your uh you know me or somebody be interviewed and then you're like, 
oh, I hope they have an offer. Of course they have an offer, you know. I mean, you know, how do you think they pay for, yeah. for, for everything, you know? And so, you know, one of the things with me was I can do math. So I, I have to think, and these are all my friends. I'm like, so you're getting 80%, and Warrior Notes is getting 20 and the Lord said, I mean, right there, I mean, you know, you would know who it is. I mean, you know who they all are. The Lord says, flip it. I go, oh, okay. I go, I go, I got to go. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what are, we, what, what are we doing, Lord? He goes, you own everything. No one touches it. You own your own everything. Everything. Publishing company, TV, Everything, the rights to everything. So I put my name on everything. Got copyrights, patents, whatever. Uh, what's the other one? There's trademarks. trademarks. So I have like, how many I mean, do we have? We could fill this whole wall. I mean, even my name, you know, I have to, I mean, people want to steal my name. It's like, oh yeah. And they want to sell it back to me. I'm serious. That's why I, I'm really careful. We just launch stuff because everybody wants to copy it, you know. So next week, the, and everything I say next week, and all the ministries are starting it, you know, the pantries and the school, and, you know, it's hilarious. Like, yeah, you should have been, everybody should have been doing this 2,000 years ago, you know. Anyway, where was I? So I own it. So um, I, my policy, Kathy, my policy is this. If we can't own it outright as a ministry, like pay cash for it, we're not going to get it. Period. That's it. Because we fought dead and we won. And it was a 10-year battle. And I never want to have to do that again. So I won, we won against that. And when we won, I remember when we paid off, like we would pay it. We paid off um, credit cards and then the car. And then somebody paid off our house and paid off another house. So all three houses that we've owned were paid off. And this is before we're ministries, ministers, you know. So it wasn't like the ATM or anything, you know, like idea. It wasn't because I was a minister and get people were giving in my anointing or anything like that. I didn't sell prayer shawls, you know, for $1,000. Uh, this is, we, we worked hard. I mean, all the time. Me and Kathy hardly saw each other because the Lord said, get out of debt. It took 10 years. I worked double time and triple time. I flew all the time. And Kathy worked all the time. And we bought TV cameras and books to sell when we did, when we started ministry, we paid for it out of our own pocket and we did it with where we worked extra. We scheduled ourselves for extra pay. Okay. We decided when it finally, we paid off our last bill. We, we had a ribeye dinner. We cooked ourselves. We sat there and we held hands and we went to pray and we started shaking and crying. Because that gorilla left our house. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. It was, it, was, it was something really left us. And we started crying. And we have never been the same since. So we never want that when that gorilla comes to the door, like he doesn't get in. And, and um, this is the thing is, is that this is the biggest fight of your life is, is the debt. You know, and uh, because it's a whole world system. So it's just like the disinformation campaign we just talked about in, with, with the previous coffee talk, which seems like so long ago. <laughs> but it's disinformation to get you in a certain thought process so that you never 
you never rise above it. And if you do, they, they want to stop you because, you know, you get a whole ballroom of people, people then that, that are going to like, wow, that's really, that's amazing. I never even thought of that. Then you say, okay, no, no, we won't go. You know, and everybody's like chanting, you know, and then you have this thing where you're, you're all going to grow a garden now and you're all going to be prepared for three months of food and water. You're all going to always have that and cycle it through. You're always going to be thinking about your exit point. You're always going to have a go bag. You know, I have a go bag with everything. I, I, and I, I, I can just grab and go. And I can take, I, a, I can take on a small army. Or, and Kathy and I will eat pretty good in a, wherever we're at, you know. But it, it never happens. But the day it does, I'm going to look at Kathy and we're going to smile, you know. Because we're going to have band-aids and matches and tweezers and whatever else we need and water, you know. But we pray against all these things. Okay, so in this coffee talk, we have this definition of what spiritual is. And we all interpret it different, but it's all because of narrative, because of media. Okay, so if someone hadn't told you something, it kind of shifts you about like what your expectations are. And so what it is, is it becomes unrealistic. I'm just telling you, when you watch these shows, it's unrealistic expectations because if you, if you know these people, you know, some of them to have happened what they had happened. I mean, are you ready? Are you ready to completely give your life over to prayer? Like my friend, my friend, my friend has, who is a true prophet he doesn't want to be on TV. He's been a pastor for 40, 43, 44 years. Probably the best book I've ever read, he wrote. What's it called, honey? That. Yeah. One Minute with God. Oh, it's going to go to the bestseller list now. One Minute with God. So good. Anybody read it? Yeah. <laughs> this guy has had, like, the stuff that was happening with Kathy and I when we met him, this guy was having happen all the time, too. And so he wrote a book about it. And I go, this guy, he gets it. Keith Ellis. And so every now and then, he'll, he calls me, he goes, the Lord just wanted you to know. And within two weeks, it happens. And it's stuff that can't happen. But he, he said, well, it's going to happen anyway. I go, I don't even want that. How does he do that? The same way you're going to do it. Okay, so what is a spiritual person? See, you have to classify a spiritual person using Jesus as an example. Yes. <laughs> so Jesus, when he came in the flesh, he yielded to the Father. And his words were chosen according to the Spirit. He said he didn't speak on his own. Because that's a big one, okay? Then anything he did, it was only because the Father showed him to do it. So he didn't go anywhere. He didn't do anything unless the father had told him. So he had visions of walking on the water. I can show you scriptures, everything that he did, all the miracles, they're actually in the prophets in Ezekiel and Isaiah. Because I was told when I was in heaven that all the prophets, including David, were given insight 
scriptures that he would fulfill. And they're all through the Bible. So if you look at the things he said and the things he did, randomly they're placed where the prophets just say it randomly. Isaiah just like all of a sudden, and it talks about walking on the water. It's just a random thing. So David would slip into the prophetic and write Psalms, and then Jesus would quote him on the cross. And th but there's insight about the belly of the earth in, in Psalm 16. And then even Peter in the New Testament Acts quotes it, saying, you will not leave my soul in hell. Well, Jesus didn't go to hell. Well, then why did Peter say that? And why did, is it in Psalm 16, which is what he's quoting? Jesus went to hell. I mean, it says it. <laughs> so he, somebody's lying. But there's a couple different people. We got Peter. We got, we got the Psalms. Okay, so it gets really cool because there is what we, we say in Greek, alpha and omega, but in, in, in Hebrew and Aramaic, it's, it's the alpha and the tav, you know, it's the beginning and the end, okay? So you got the alpha and omega, alpha and the tav, beginning, um, the beginning of the alphabet, end of the, of the alphabet for Hebrew. Well, in the Hebrew text, like if you read Hebrew, I, I got taught by somebody who was my instructor. He, he grew up in Jerusalem, so he, he knew how to speak. And he taught me how to speak it and to read it. But I don't have anybody to really talk to with, with about it. So I've kind of lost a lot of that. It'll come back. But when I was studying, he would show me things. And I said, well, the, all the scholars agree. There, every, every so many chapters or verses, there's this marker. It's the Aleph and the Tav is just randomly put there. So in Hebrew, like you'll be reading about Abraham, all of a sudden Aleph Tav, and then it's like, what is that? You know, and nobody, nobody really knows. And I'm like, well, I know what it is. It's a marker. When Jesus was reading the, the, the Tanakh and the Torah, all the, all the Old Testament, it was a marker because if you look at where it's at, it's things about him. So when he was growing up, he was growing in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. He was growing into who he was. Even though he already was that, he had to grow up as a human being as well. He was reading the Bible. So that's why he quoted David and quoted Isaiah. And it's because he had to memorize all that as a Jewish boy. But there were markers. Look at you all. So it was all interwoven in the whole story of the Bible, who he was, and it's all there. Okay, so if Jesus was spiritual, and he should be our, our example that we follow, you have to measure everything up. If he said, what I've done, you're going to do, and even greater things, even if that means numerically, you know, that's fine with me. We can't even do the, the, the things he did, let alone the greater things. So we haven't gotten to the things he's done yet. Okay, but he said we should do them. Then we got to watch that we're not given by religion. I don't care who it is. Yeah given narratives that would take us away from that that height that that bar yeah. 
We should always be, be keeping that in focus with everything. So even as I'm ministering to you now, um, if there's a demon bothering you, it has to go. I mean, I, I'm, I mean, every word I've ever spoken this morning, the whole time I'm driving out devils as well. And I'm, I'm believing that people are feeling the impartation of healing uh, in their body. Every single word for the last couple hours. I have, I, I, I have been doing multiple things in the, because I am not, my standard is God's normal. Okay, so being spiritual is bringing in to this realm the other realms into this realm, which are the higher, the higher order, so to speak. So a person who does this is observed and they are placed on a pedestal. Okay, because they can take, so you hear them on Sid Roth and all these places, you know, and, and they're, they're just presenting to you this story and then you can buy the material and everything. However, we just like uh, with foreign countries that like the Chinese, they don't invent anything on their own. They just wait until we invent it. Right. And, and they, we do all the work and, and spend all the money and then they replicate it. And so most enemies, um, it's hard, it's hard to catch up to someone who's already been shot out of a gun. You know, like if you shoot, uh, if you shoot an arrow or a, a bullet, you can't fire another one, expect it to hit it. If it's the same caliber and the same everything, you know, you're always going to be behind. And that's how it is with people who have learned to become a servant and to tap in to the unlimited power of God, the unlimited wisdom of God, and the ability to drive out sickness and poverty and demons, to, to, to drive them out. So that if you're left without that influence, a lot of times your body will heal itself. A lot of times your finances will break open because these demons were actually holding. I mean, I know people in here right now. I've never met you, but I, I recognize you. And I pray for you and you have businesses. And I, I, I purposely, I don't want your money. So I don't, I don't even introduce myself to you because that's what I was taught to do from, you know, that's what you do as a minister. You know, you find the rich people, you know, it's hilarious. I don't want, <laughs> Jesus found poor people, you know. <laughs> Right? He preached to the poor. <laughs> now, if you're rich, it's probably because you're doing something right, you know? But, you know, I don't trust Bill Gates, but he's rich. I get a headache every time he talks, you know? I don't like he's buying up all the taters, too, you know? And all the farmland, you know. <laughs> and then he's giving out free fries, you know. The thing about it, you, you, do you want, like, if you look at the parent companies that that own that own your macaroni and cheese and your cereals, they're the same ones that made cigarettes. Mm. I mean, you you going to trust your kids with the cereal? I mean, if you look, you have to, you have to dig, but coffee talks about 
thinking for yourself with a little caffeine involved, you know, but it's like, <laughs> you, you have to start to say, listen, man, you know, do I want, like, like, do you want a fox being interviewed to take care of your hen house, you know? I mean, if a person's a, a predator, if a person's a predator, do you want them to be your leader? Just say no to the mermaid. <laughs> okay. So I posted on Facebook to let you know one of the subjects. I'm going to keep my promise. It's a picture of a big long line. At There's two windows. One guy is saying... Um, those who are interested in the, the, the character and the gifts and the fruit of the spirit line up here. There's nobody. And then those who are interested in the prophetic and the gifts of the spirit line up here and then everybody's out the door, you know, line. And I said, let's talk about this at Carlsbad. And so I, I'm going to talk about this because um, we are attracted to the sensational because we really are hungry for the supernatural. But the supernatural comes with a price because it's, it's, it's another realm, which means the flesh literally is the reason why we're not fully participating in it. Okay, so you have your flesh and you have, then you have your mind, which could be framed wrongly. So people frame their mind wrongly. And then when they become so involved with what they have framed to where they will go and commit that which they have framed, then they have opted out of their rights. So if someone is going to come in, they've already premeditated to bring harm, then they've waived their rights with me. So they're not walking out alive. I'm not going to let them. Because when they come in there with the intent to harm you or me, they have already waived their rights. They've already, it's premeditated. Is everybody listening to me? Okay, so... If they want to come into your house, they will not leave your house on their own. They'll be carried out. Okay, why? Because they made a choice to cross boundaries. Okay? So people waive their rights when they hand themselves over to evil. That is why there are certain people that, that are not retrievable because their conscience becomes seared. And this happens, this happens in... I can't even, I don't even say the word, but it's just north of here. It's, it's not holy wood. <laughs> but this is what happens. Satan gets a hold of the media. He gets a hold of music. And it's too late because these guys, these guys have already spilled the beans and then they disappear, you know. Uh, you know, all, all your favorites, they spill the beans, a couple of them. And, and then yeah. next scene, they're either dead or they're drugged up and they, they act like it never happened. But I know Jim Carrey, you know, he's like, he's already spilled the beans and then all of a sudden, you know, it didn't happen. But they, he, he spills the beans about the Illuminati and all these things. And, I, and I, but I've already heard it. He goes, you know, we said I had to sacrifice my firstborn or my mom. And, and, and then you see that they died, you know, they're gone, you know, and um, you look at these people, like what happened with some of your favorite people that I could name. And now they're, it's just bizarre. You, you have the film of them saying this. And then all of a sudden they're like married to a different person. And the one who sold themselves and drank blood is like their albums are doing great. And this poor little guy is like nothing now. Yeah. Same thing happened where like you start to see these actors, they're not used anymore. Because they, they, 
They went to, they spilled the beans, you know. Got it? Okay, so the sacrifice of of being, you know, like, so they, they these people, you can, he says, it, my, they promise you, if you will do this, every demon, every demon everywhere will go in every household and make sure that your album gets bought. And their album sells, and I mean, I can hit a trash can and sound better. I mean, my computer can generate an album better than... Okay, but what is it? It's the fact that there was a, a blood sacrifice and there was a commitment and they offered their firstborn or their mother in this case, usually. So if you notice these people's mothers disappear, they die. And um, I know this because I know detectives from here, from LA, who worked on people that you would know and what was really going on there. And, uh, and, and finding out that their children were betting on the games that their dad was playing and that got out and all of a sudden they're not in that sport anymore they just retire I'm like well you got a good 20 years left no he doesn't and then their son's found dead or do, what do you do? now this is happening in politics it, it, it happened before your eyes, and, and I don't think anybody caught it. But you saw people shift in the last three years. And you, if you look at what happened, their children were, were killed in intersections. See, they were told, you either comply and you throw this guy under the, the bus, sail him down the river, or else. And all of a sudden, they're, they're going against their party. Or whatever, you know, and it doesn't matter to me like that. What I'm trying to tell you is, is spirituality is seeing and hearing. Spirituality is being able to see clearly and discerning in any situation and bringing forth righteousness and justice in that situation. So normally Jesus would bring justice to the poor he would preach to people that couldn't help themselves. He, he said the sick don't need a doctor. He's talking about the Pharisees. They were righteous. They didn't need any help. And so he said, you'll spend eternity in hell. Congratulations. You know, but I'm going to go to these people. And he would tell them to repent. But he, to the Pharisees, when they would come out, he'd say, who warned you? He was mad that somebody had warned them of the coming wrath. Are you going to repent? Like he didn't even want them to. He was so mad. But do you see that? When, he, when Jesus said these things, who warned you of the coming wrath? See, he, he went out into the fields and he preached to people that couldn't pay him back. So he didn't get any favors from the Pharisees. He didn't get invited to speak at the big churches, the temples. And um, Do you understand that? So there, there's, there, this happened with Jesus, but he was the son of God, but they didn't discern it. Okay, so being spiritual, what is really being spiritual? And who really are you? So I want to tell you what, what happened to me when I was with Jesus in that visitation was I saw that the gifts of the Spirit and the Spirit of God coming upon me or within me or any individual, it was not them. The gifts were not them the gifts of the spirit, the nine, and all of the, the uh, whatever would involve the fivefold. 
it was, it was put on them or in them for that particular generation for a particular task. But it was not them. See what I mean? Because Elisha, if it wasn't for what happened to him with Elijah, it would, he wouldn't be, we wouldn't know him the way we know him. Okay, but he's still Elisha. Okay, he never stopped being Elisha. But he got something from Elijah that you know about. So you see that. But if it wasn't for all of the, the impartation and the handoff from God and the, the, the transference to another generation, then you wouldn't know Elisha like you do know him now, right? Elijah, you know him because of what was on him and what he did. But if that wasn't on him, he'd be just like every one of us, you, you know? Oh, that's the guy that worked at, at Wendy's, you know, or whatever. You know, in other words, the things that happen have to be separated and put to, to the display that it's God, not you. So you have to stay in the mode that you're imperfect and that we know in part and we see in part, like Paul said. He's talking about the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah. So we're imperfect vessels who haven't reached perfection. So any one of us can be used of God and been terrible that day. The reason why you aren't is because your soul is damaged because you've damaged your intimacy with God. God hasn't left you because he can't leave you because he, he, you're his. But what happens is you become ineffective because the weight of sin in your consciousness is too hard. If there's a discrepancy, like... You could spend a whole day. Now, you've done this, even if you don't know it, but you felt guilty about something you didn't even do, and it, it totally wiped out your whole day. And you didn't do anything wrong. Somebody said something to you, and I'm like, you're like, whoa, you got to be kidding me. Where did that come from? I don't even know you, you know? And you try to figure it out. You spend the whole day doing that, and the whole thing is like a clay pigeon. Pull, and it's over. The clay pigeon's gone. And no birds were harmed in this advertisement. So, so why would you think, you know, like, like I remember going, I remember going over Christmas, we, we, we went clay, we went to, you know, target practice with, with shotguns and clay pigeons and stuff. It was like a golf course. So you did 18 rounds, 18 holes, you know, and everything was a different thing, you know, and uh, we didn't know what was coming, you know? So of course, Kathy beat me and then the ladies beat us, you know, and, um, and that's really weird. <laughs> if we had to show her how to hold the shotgun, you know, and then she's like taking everything out. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and and us, us professionals, you know, that, that do it all the time. We're like, oh. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, I don't like, I, I can let it bother me that somebody did better than me. Like, like you could think like, okay, why did this happen? Why do people think this? Why do they say this? And the whole time, it's just to take your energy away, take your tension away, and it passes. Okay, so spirit, a spiritual person would actually be able to, to look down in their spirit and say, why are you so down, you know, downtrodden inside? David said, you know, be still my soul. See, his spirit was saying to his soul, be still, like be at peace Okay, so you're going to cause trouble just because you're 
if you're being sent and not when, if you're going anywhere and you are, you are with God intimately and you have a relationship with him, well, you know, I'd be worried if the devil wasn't like mad, you know, like I'd be worried if people weren't like getting upset around being around you. I'm serious. And I'm talking about Christians being upset with you. I'm talking about people that have allowed things to get into their soul and it becomes part of their personality. Okay, so this is what Paul is talking about as far as warfare. If you look at all the scriptures, like in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, if you look at uh, Ephesians 6, if you look at the different scriptures, he's saying, he's saying that there's a spiritual entity, but he talks and he refers to, um, you know, the, the weapons of our warfare and our combat, the might of God, the pulling down strongholds. And it, it says it, it's pulling down every thought, or anything that lifts itself above the knowledge of God, every thought. Well, that's not spiritual, is it? But it is. Because essentially, the demon has to hijack you and get you to do it. He can't make you do anything. So what he does is he fills your mind to convince you of something to where you make a manifestation of something. He has to get you to do it. That's the warfare. But if you're spiritual, what you know is, is that you're just, you're just getting triple A fire. You're just going, you're too, you're just flying through it and you're getting dinged up, you know? And it's like, you're getting Swiss cheese, you know, more holes than cheese, you know? And you feel like, well, what did I do? It's like nothing. You just, you flew on the heading that you were supposed to fly on and you went through the enemy line, you know, that was part of it. Okay. So a, a, a true soldier would know this is part of it. And so you would, you know, like, like with uh, Captain Chris, he had countermeasures on his F-18. So not only was he laying a lot of pain into enemy territory, he was also able to, to prevent defensive um, measures where um, you could you could do amazing things with this, and um, you know I was privy to this because uh, one of my professors in college flew spy planes, and so um, one one day he may or may not told me some stories. I don't know. I don't remember. But the thing it was is you can with the Elint Elint systems you can offset your signature by miles, and so he, they would actually offset. And this is like '60s technology. You imagine what they have now. They, he said it's classified. But uh, he said, it's, it's kind of out. And I go, well, it is now for sure, because I'm going to talk. You know? <laughs> no, but anyway, they can take your whole signature, radar signature, and offsets you by 20 miles. And then the, every, every, they think you're over here. And you're like waving at them. No, we're right here, but see you later. You know, nice country. <laughs> you know? And you, you can offset, and they're actually like targeting something that's not even there. Okay, so being spiritual means that God doesn't have the limitations of the physical like you think. So that's why people accidentally get healed and delivered. And why their finances have miracles. It's not the people that think that they qualify for because they, they gave a whole bunch of money or they had this person lay hands on them or they went to this school or they talked to Kevin, you know, it, it wasn't that it was because God is God and he has a purpose with your kids. He might be blessing you because your, your, your children are praying and you think it's you 
And they're praying for mommy and daddy every night. And they're like, you know, get them, God, get them, you know. What if what the Spirit is doing in your life is leading you to confrontation? Okay, see, to me, that's a spiritual person because that's what Jesus did all the time. He went to countries where he wasn't welcome. He went to places he wasn't welcome. And he didn't look for demons. When did he ever look for a demon? Everywhere he went, as soon as he got out of the boat or whatever, I mean, those demon-possessed people were right there to confront him. Everywhere he went, the Pharisees who were demon-possessed, because he said they were, would come out to confront him. But he had come to give the good news, right, and heal the sick, right? And he fed them. So as Christians, we should feed people too. We should take care of people. Okay, so he was spiritual by obeying God, which meant that he was being led, which means it wasn't him. So he couldn't get credit, and he didn't take credit. The Son of God did not take credit for spiritual gifts or manifestations. He said, this is my Father. This is a confirmation to you that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. He never took it on upon himself. Okay, so that's why he never had to ask for money. There was money leaving the bag all the time. There's five-finger discount, you know, with uh, Judas. But it doesn't say when anything came into the bag, ever. And it never says that he took an offering. See, and I know everybody's upset with me, and that's why I have to have my own ballroom. And I have my own school, and I have my own airplane. I, you know, it's, it's because God will prosper a person not because they're saying, listen, this is not me. It's not me. I'm not doing any of this because I'll, I'll be the first to tell you I'm not this good. Kathy will back me up. I'm not this good, you know. I mean, everybody that knows me knows that I'm asking like all my staff. I'm meeting with them all the time. Do you have any, is the Lord showing you anything? You know, what have you learned? Because they all work for big time ministers. So I ask them, am I acting like they are? Because please let me know because their ministry's gone now. You know, I don't want to end up like that. If you ever see me acting like your previous boss, please tell me. Don't, and they go, oh no, you're like totally different. I'm like, please, if you see any, like, well, what do you think about this? Because I'm feeling this. See, I'm, I'm not claiming that I... I mean, of course, I could do that. I could pray and fast and I get direction from the Lord. And, I, and of course, there's times where uh, I don't ask him. I tell him, you know, we're doing this. We're going to Carlsbad and you're going to like it. You know, we're going to, I know, I know, right. <laughs> but there, there's times where I say, okay. And, um, you know, and then like, they're trying to suggest, I'm like, oh no, no, the suggestion box is taped up. We're, we're going, the Lord, thus saith the Lord, we're doing this. And we're not, you know, we're not going to take an offering here. We're not going to do this. Uh, we're going to give out money here. We're going to do a flight and like we do our flights and pick up families that can't afford to come. And we just go pick them up. And that's after I've flown all day. And actually today, I mean, I'm going to get uh, my other pilot. I think it's time to start. Where's Fen at? I love Kevin, man. I hope y'all enjoyed that. I really do. So, yeah, I, uh, so you guys understand, like, this is why I talk about Kevin so much. Like, he, he's deep on everything he goes over. And you know how he talks about, he's like, you know how people mimic to see if it works for them? Mm -hmm. And at the same time, like, I don't like necessarily try to mimic Kevin, but at the same time, I do see things 
like his teachings, they work, right? Mm-hmm. Like how he says you shouldn't give to get. Like God's on ATM, but he'll prosper you if you just are led, right? And, you know, my 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 parents were led to Kevin. My parents led me to Kevin. And there, there's a reason why, because there's so much power behind what he says. And he's not out to get. The man nope. doesn't even take offerings. He gives money away at his conferences. Like he's always giving. He's always giving. He's never expecting anything in return. But in the, in the same time, what has God done? Because of that, he's prospered him. Because he mm-hmm. has followed a calling. Because we're all called to preach the gospel in, in one way or another. Right? So what Kevin's teachings have done for me over the years have 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 shown me so much almost to the point where i i don't say i mimic him but i i take his teachings like to heart because he 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 steps on the things that the church won't teach you because the church the pharisees the religious bring you to the bus stop of heaven then leave you there and that's not how we're, we're supposed to be ruling and reigning with jesus right like he 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 wants us to prosper in every single way. That's why he goes to the poor. Because they'll listen. And the humble, if you're humble, if you realize that it's not you and you're being led, he will lead you into prosperity in itself. Mm-hmm. Not to mention he'll show you all the secrets, the mysteries, everything. So this is why I sit here and watch Kevin. I I, I literally watched four, three, four hours of Kevin a day. For the last two years. So like I sit here and absorb this stuff. And I apply it. And it works. Because it's actually good stuff. And not only that. As you learn all this stuff. You're you're building your character. Because you're starting to see. Your inner self come out. Like I am. It's, it's, it's so good. Um, obviously. Kevin Zadai on youtube check them out if you if you're new here obviously i talk about them all the time on the show if you're new here go check them out i'm gonna read those books he mentioned and when he brought up i love chuck missler love chuck missler so i'm like same page man same page absolutely absolutely this is a very long show so thanks for sticking out sticking it out my headset is literally saying it's dying in my yeah. ear. Um, but uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. Chris, you want to go over everything else? Or are we you good? No, we're good. We God bless cool. y'all. I love you. Uh, hope you enjoyed lot. it. Yeah. I sure did. I sure did. Absolutely, absolutely. It's great. It's great. So uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow night. Um, to go over a bunch of stuff. Obviously. It's a, it's a very eye-opening episode, and just know that Kevin talks about this stuff all the time. He does certain episodes just on, like, UFOs, you know? He's, he's not only a minister. He, he, you know that that uh, that meme of the, that guy, uh, the most interesting man in the world? Yeah. The most I, interesting man in the world. Yeah. I literally think of Kevin because, like, I feel like this dude has done everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, this dude is literally the most interesting man. Like, mm-hmm. But, you know, 
God takes care of him. So it's it's great. And he'll take care of you too. So I appreciate you guys for sticking out with us. It was a long episode, and we thank you for being here. We got a lot more to go over. And this was just a tonight was just an introduction to this stuff because I got we got a lot of material on this stuff. So um yeah, it's cool. Cool. And um have a blessed night and we'll talk to you guys later. Holla. Holla.